Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the 215th episode of the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and today i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie what up what up it's always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you as you know I, i need not tell you but for the people it is the week of kenobi Mm. obi-wan kenobi our beloved for Basically all time, our whole life, we've mm-hmm. known Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Father. Yes, uh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, he will he will get his own show starting this Friday. So, we saw it only fit to celebrate. Consider this your Kenobi Council preview. Uh, we're doing our first 5x5. Five five. Now, this is, a, this is an idea me and Joe have spawned, and we've... We've kind of uh, refined over the course of the last week and a half, two weeks. Uh, it's going to be a series. Uh, it won't be necessarily one after the other. You know, next week, don't be expecting five by five part two, but stuff like that will be coming. Let me explain. So we're calling this a five by five. What that is, is five top fives. All right. And this is Star Wars edition. So yeah. we're doing five top fives. That is top five. Uh, good guys, and under that, we're going the Republic, Rebels, Resistance, top five bad guys, and that's Separatist, Empire, First Order, top five Sith, top five Jedi, and then the top five Star Wars Masters and Apprentice combos. So, you know, we've previously done a bunch of top 100s. We did it for Star Wars characters. We did it for uh, comic book characters, and that rounded out to 25 things we talked about each, you know, 25 characters on each side. And I figured a five by five, that's perfect. We don't have to do top 100s ever again, necessarily. Mm-hmm. We can just do a bunch of different top fives. And it's arguably more fun because it's nothing but the top five. Mm. Um, all these people are good. All of the things are good. Everything's, everything's top five, top five, top five, top five. But I say we get into it, and we're starting with the top five good guys. Now, the way we defined this, as I stated, Republic, Rebels, Resistance. Prequel prequel trilogy, original trilogy, sequel trilogy. The guys who are good, but are not necessarily Jedi. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, like, you have yours in one, two, three, four, five order, or is this just the top five out of everyone? I have. have them in one, two, three, four, okay. five order. Do you? Okay, I, I do as well. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, then I say we both we go back and forth like we did for the others. We go five and five, four and four, three and three, two and two, and mm-hmm. one and one, and we'll do that for everyone. So we'll start with the five. You want to get us going? Yeah, I'll start it out. And uh, it took this one took some took some thinking here. There were a lot of good people, um, and 
crazy that I had to come out, cut out some. Um, but I had to have Din Djarin in here. Mm. Um, he's just like, even though he's pretty new to the Star Wars universe, it's insane how lovable he is and how like just his relationship with Grogu is just like the cutest thing to watch on television. Mm. And, uh, and now, you know, seeing him pop up in, in Boba Fett and his, him having a season three coming, um, I don't know. I, I see him having a very, very bright future in Star Wars and being around for quite some time. But, uh, I, I loved in, and it's just, he's been so instantly, like, attachable. I don't know. He's been so instantly lovable that, uh, I just had to throw him in here. Um, I love it. I love it. And instantly off rip, we're getting a really great example of how these, these, uh, categories can be up for interpretation mm. and stuff. Which I absolutely love because Din Djarin is a top five good guy, but because he didn't fall in the Republic Rebels or Resistance crew, I did not put him in my top five here. Mm. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, Din Djarin's the shit, and if I were to define him within this group, he'd fit right in. I'd lo- I love him. I love him at my five. You know, he's he's fighting against um, like Gideon, a you know. Um, he's, he is basically in his own little world, you know, a rebel or part of the resistance, of rebellion. you know? Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I it, this, sure. like the, but the he's Mandalore the only, side of rebellion. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one that's kind of on the fence up in the air. Uh, all the others are you. like, ah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> all of mine, all of mine have their faction for sure. Mm. But I, uh, I do I, see it's all up for interpretation. Whatever you felt fall, falls within these five, it fell within those five. You know, like that's mm. that is up to you. So I fuck with Din Djarin being straight out the gate uh, a top five good guy for you. My five is where I have Finn, uh, Resistance mm. General. Uh, I, I love me some Finn. I had to get him in here, you know, and it was at the cost of a of a, of a couple of, of of some dudes who I was like, ooh, maybe, but I I had to I had to let it go because I was like. Mm. I want either Finn and po- Finn or Poe here. You know, I got to get them in the top mm-hmm. five because, like, while the sequel trilogy is not uh, uh, not my favorite trilogy, I do love the characters they put forth. And you know, Finn stands apart for me in terms of just how awesome he was. Uh, the the stormtrooper turned resistance general, uh, mm. rebellion leader, uh, revolutionary. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I absolutely loved it, and. Uh, John Boyega is a fucking treasure. Uh, so mm. I absolutely love Finn and I had to get him in my top five good guys. Dang. Yeah, this, I don't know. It was definitely because I'm not going to lie. I took a peek at, at your list. Um, <clears throat> just like, just to see if I was like way off or if we had some similarities and stuff. And uh, I was thinking, I'm like, man, do I really like these people more than like the people I'm cutting out? And uh, it's, it's very like, the correct answer, I think, is no, like just for general people. But it's like this is really like yeah, who I connected with more. And I'm with and, you. No, uh, yeah, because here's but, the thing: is that like I, I think we are basing this more on favorites. Like I am anyway. Like uh, mm. it is more who I personally connected with, and it was at the cost of other characters who maybe I do connect with them more. But mm. I did want to give the sequel trilogy some love, and therefore I had I had to get Finn in here. Mm. Uh, you know. Uh, it, there, there are a couple characters who, you know what? If you go back and listen to the Star Wars Top 100, 
uh, you'll find that one of them comes above Finn for sure. And I, I probably stand by that, but I went ahead and mm. <laughs> went ahead and let him fall so that Finn could rise mm. up here and, uh, and get, get the nod for the top five. I like having, having a consolidated group here. So, mm-hmm. uh, under the resistance faction, I've got Finn mm. at my five spot. Uh, Finn uh, and Finn to start it. Sick. Ah, how fitting. Um, moving on to my four, I got a captain here. Um, I got Captain Rex. Um, mm. And uh, Rex, I mean, his moment of him, like, resisting Order 66 is almost just enough in itself. Like, like just, he, like, he loved, like, the fight. He loved Ahsoka, and he loved, like, everyone that much that, like, every other clone in the galaxy was, like, instant bam. But he's, like fighting it you know he, like and just his relationship with with anakin um and, and then like seeing old rex um in rebels and like I, he's just such like he's just a, wholesome a good character. guy yeah he's just yeah. a good guy one um, you love to love you know and, and uh, this is one where if you go back and listen to the top 100 probably comes above finn but mm. uh, if i remember correctly he comes above finn by like a couple spots but uh hmm. But I, I was like, uh, I've got, I've got a Republic spot. I've got a Republic spot, spot filled here. So, uh, I went ahead and showed love somewhere else, but I'm so glad you have Captain Rex because mm. this dude is the shit. He, he's that guy. You know, you just love, I remember fresh off season seven Clone Wars when I finished it. Ahsoka and Captain Rex, I was confident those are top five Star Wars characters for me. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously my head cooled after the recency bias wore off a little bit. They're still top stop, still top 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like, uh, I like it cooled a ton, but man, fresh off of season seven, I was like, Oh my God, I love them. I love mm-hmm. them so much. Rex is just, yeah, I don't know. Like this is a good guy category and like, I don't know of a time where you really hate Rex at all. Like, is there a time mm-hmm. where you're ever like not on his side? I, He's he's the goodest of boys. Mm. He's a good boy. Yeah. He deserves all the pats and boops you can give him. Mm. Even a hug. <laughs> he needs a hug. He does need a hug, man. They all do. All those clones they needed they needed something mm. uh, that was not provided to them. Uh, and I lo- I loved Captain Rex, dude. And uh, you know if there's a if there's a clone that I'm like besides Boba Fett. Mm. Fair. It's Captain Rex. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, uh, it's, it, that's pretty cool to say, though. That like, oh yeah, you're either Boba Fett's Boba. the OG. That man popped up in '80. Mm. <laughs> Damn, Rex. Yeah, what a dude. What a guy. Had to make my top guy. five though. What a guy. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, and in in the same vein, on that animated side of things, my next uh, my next option is a rebel. And, uh, and, a, and a captain in her own way. Captain of a ship. Captain of the ghost. We've got Hera Syndulla. Oh, yes. Okay. Glad you got her in here. Yeah, I had to. I had to. She's She has no doubts about it. A top five favorite good guy of mine. You know, like this was one of those characters who I was like, no matter who I have to cut, she's not one of them. Mm. You know, like she she will be in this list. Um, And I, I just love Hera Syndulla with all my heart that... uh. For me, you know, Han Solo was nice with it. I know he was, 
but Hera is the nastiest pilot in the galaxy. She she got the fucking moves on her, you know. Mm. Uh, and I mean, her relationship to Kanan Ooh. and the the just heart wrenching, devastating ending that sees. Uh, her her motherhood over uh, Ezra and over Sabine and kind of like a. And people say it's a kid show. Oh, dude, it's just, it just resonates on such a deep level if you care about Star Wars. You know, like, uh, there, cause I, I never want to invalidate anyone's fandom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you like Star Wars, whatever your reasons are, you like Star Wars, you're a Star Wars fan, I'm there. Um, but if you watch Rebels and you go, this is bad Star Wars, mm. That's borderline the only thing in Star Wars fandom I can go, what? No way. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it is everything Star Wars is about. That, that family and the, the connections you make along the way and how you can't win alone. You know, you need, mm. you need your family with you. You need your friends. Um, and Hera just defined that so perfectly. Um, and as, as one of the, kind of founding members of the rebellion when it was still in its mm. uh, smallest stage she was responding to a uh, you know fulcrum and uh connecting with uh other factions other places without everyone knowing she was uh mm. like everyone was like who are you ta- like what are we doing who are you taking orders from and she's like i can't tell you that mm. that's need to know and she needed to know and i'm like mm. god she's such a badass you know i love me some harris Sindela. Damn. Yeah, and her, uh, like her popping up in Bad Batch too, like in her, mm, her childhood, and then the oh, that was cool. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you got her in here because yeah, oh, yeah. I have out of the Rebels work. crew, she defines like a rebel the most out of any of those. Oh yeah, those people. So well, they've all got something else going on, mm-hmm. you know. Like uh, Kanan and Ezra got the Jedi thing, and Sabine is always a Mandalorian through and through and mm. you know zeb's just the big guy brute you know like uh he's he's there to have a good fucking time you zeb's know just and, zeb. you know he's well just... and you know he he's if anybody else has the rebellion spirit besides mm. uh harry it probably is him because he is personally he's like a like a uh victim of the empire wow guardians batista oh, Rhett, drax. drax thank you um yeah, he's kind of like a comparison. Yeah, he's kind of like a Drax. Just got his whole species or family, you know, wiped out, and he's like, "No, not having that. I'm gonna fight till the day I die." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my Hera. queen, Harrisendela. I love her. I love her to death, and uh, she had to be here. There was no doubt. So my four is Hera. My three is our our large hairy friend Chewie. Um, had to had to have Chewbacca. Yeah, you did. I feel, yeah, I feel like a fucking idiot. I always, Mm. I love Chewbacca to death and I always forget to put him in these things. Mm. I always do. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's, it's hard to think of like an animal, you know, whenever you're thinking of, of like our resistance or rebels leaders, you know, Uh, it's hard Mm -hmm. to, it's hard to think of Chewie. Uh, but I, the only reason is like just his pal. Uh, who's obviously up here? It, it was yeah. like I, I like I gotta nah. Like the only uh, I, I love it. Nah, Chewy Chewy deserves that. You know he he deserves being a, a favorite in the rebellion. You know, 
uh, what a fucking guy Chewie is, you know. And I probably, I probably wouldn't have made a different decision on on my top five. It's still, he probably still would have been one of those that I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and get someone else in here to mm. uh, kind of spread the love. We all know we love Chewie. That mm. maybe that's kind of why is because I always go, we all love Chewie. No one has beef with Chewie. <laughs> um, yeah, fair. What discourse is there to have? None. Zero. Other than he deserved better. Yeah. Dude, oh, man. He's all, like he's always going through it. Like, after Han dies, too, and he sees it happen. Oh. And like, oh. Little, <sighs> Damn. But no, I had to... I had to throw Chewie in here, and there is a part like there are people who definitely deserve it. I think more than than Chewie. Um, I wouldn't. But... I wouldn't necessarily go that far. I was just. Mm. I was. I like to spread the love. I'm glad you had him because mm. I'd say more so than most, he deserves it. Mm. You know, he deserves a top five. Yeah, he didn't get the medal. Didn't Come get the medal. Come on, you got to make even, up for it somewhere. Bro, they did him so dirty in the Lego Star Wars game too. Like, uh, he, he like. It, they play on it. They play on that meme. They mm-hmm. like literally it, like Luke, Han, and then who else gets the – so I I don't know. Maybe R2. I, I don't know. Someone else gets a medal. And then Chewie goes up to like Leia like, like hey, I'm ready for mine. And then like – or like R2 like bumps him out of the way and he gets one. And then like someone else walks in, grabs the other one, and Leia's like, oh, well, I'm all out now. Sorry, yeah. Chewie. And it's like – like, come on, in the game where you could have given him like an extra one or someone like I don't know, like damn. Hey, but he ends up getting he ends up getting Leia's. Mm. He does. Oh. Yeah, yeah, at the end of at the end oh. of the, Skywalker. Oh, Nasa, I Nasa, didn't think. Oh, I didn't Nasa, think Nasa pulls up with the medal, and oh. she she died. I think Leia died with it, like mm. in her hands, like on, on her stomach or something. And Maz mm. gave it to Chewie because, like, I mean. I know Chewie and Lando are low key friends, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They they are. They go back. Uh but not friends the way him, Han and Leia were. Yeah. Like that's uh that was a different connection he had with them and uh man, that's that part of the Rise of Skywalker never fails, you know, whenever he finds mm-hmm. whenever he learns Leia died. Um they get back and they're like, oh, we gotta see the general right now. Oh man, when he drops to his knees. Fuck nobody. Uh, I'm in. I was in that theater sobbing. Oh, God. Our, our boy Chewie deserves better. Yeah, I'm glad he's he's my three now. You know, I'm, I don't got any reservations now. Oh no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, that's a good three. That's a good three. My three. Uh, this is another one that might perhaps be up for the uh for the interpretation. You know, not on the fighting side of things per se. She got down when she needed to. Mm. Uh, it's Padme Amidala. Mm. Uh, she had to be here, you know, uh, Senator Queen. Uh, and they, they cut this part out of Revenge of the Sith, but founding member of the Rebellion truly laid the groundwork for what was to come. Mm. Um, wife to Anakin. Wife to Anakin. Damn. Um, just, a, just a legendary character, and she always fought for what was good. You know, um, be it on the Senate floor mm. or, or be it with a, with the aggressive negotiations in the, in the pit of Geonosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she, uh, she, she was about that action and she backed it up with words. She, uh, 
massive influence, obviously, beyond the grave on her on her children, Luke and Leia. Damn, yeah, mother um, to Star Wars, mother to Star Wars, the mo- the mother mother Star War. Mm-hmm. Um, Padme is the absolute queen, you know. I uh, unified I, Naboo, yeah, unified unified the people and uh, the Gungans. Damn, yeah she she's got a resume on her man, and she's uh she's nothing but awesome. I think uh, I I I do appreciate you know that. There's a line there, you know, that Anakin would descend to such depths for her, you know, Mm. Mm. but he's going down that path and she can't follow, you know, like he, this Jedi who's been a legend in the Republic Mm. for being just brave and strong and everything could could fall to the dark side and she would still have the strength to go man you're fucking up Damn. like I love the shit out of you but like when he I says can't go with you yeah. here man like when he says we could rule the galaxy together like he's for real like if he wanted to he could like actually do that mm-hmm. and Padme knows that you know but she's like no not this way can't happen you know I'm no. per- I'm pregnant right now. I'm I'm where we had a good thing going, you know. And well, and like Anakin can't even fathom that mm. right after. You know, he looks at Obi-Wan and goes, "You did this to her." Yeah. He's like, "I'm trying to stay you. can't do this." And, and and she's like, "No. You're fucking up, and I know that of my own volition." Mm. Damn. I had to see it to believe it, but yeah, you're fucking up. I, I love I love Padme for having that wherewithal on her, not not being not succumbing to the dark side the way Anakin way Anakin did, and uh, you know obviously I'm not Anakin. Well, there is some fault to be blamed. Palpatine's definitely responsible for such. Yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, gaslit the dude into becoming Vader into oblivion, uh, like so, a, yeah, like your wife is gonna die if you don't do this. Mm. Um, it's bound to happen. Just yeah. um, so follow me, do everything I say. Um, and Padme was willing was willing to die for her children to be born. Mm-hmm. Like that's another that's another really really cool thing about her. Um, I just I just love me some Padme, man. So she had to be in my top five good guys. Mm. Uh, there was no doubt about it. Mm. Well, wow, we're at number two. Um, and th- this one was tough. These top two, um, were tough to put in order. Um, but two, I have Leia Organa. Um, this mm. is where Princess Leia is, uh, for me. And, uh, it's pretty synonymous with one, I feel. Yeah, um, we have the same two and one, just in the opposite order. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Leia, we all know. I mean, it's it's kind of like Chewie. We all love Chewie. We have no beef with Chewie. But even more, that's like everyone loves Leia. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no beef with Leia. She's just – she's a queen in her own right. You know, like she – like in she the, is royalty to The me. fact that, like, she could have been a Jedi and she's trained with Luke and she was like, no, I'm putting it down. Like – just to still be where she is. She didn't need a lightsaber 
to to go and fight her own battles you know that strength of principle man what were we just talking about Mm. with Mm. padme and look look who she got it from look look what look what happens here you know like leia's a fucking queen man and uh you know a, a general uh someone who you know, to, to keep drawing on the comparisons to Padme was about that action and could back it up with her words, you know, and at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, she's the one telling everybody, Hey, this is what we got to do. You got to do this. You got to do this. You get in your X wing. Like, uh, I got the battle of Hoth, you know, she's running that shit. She's, she's going around checking everybody what they're doing. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Rogue One even like she tiny, tiny part. Mm. But obviously, it's a massive part. I love that, uh, you know, whenever Mon Mothma and Bail Organa are like, who who the fuck could we possibly trust with these plans? Mm. Bail's like, I have one person who I can trust with literally anything. What a goat. I mean, even trapped in, you know, the Death Star, um, having Vader and, and Tarkin right there. Like, all right, give us give us the location. You know, we need, we need the location of your base, you know, and she's like, she, she's the one making the hard decisions, mm-hmm. um, for the rebellion and, uh, Dantooine, the rebel base is on Dantooine. People follow her without question too. Like, it's just, oh, Leia said that. Okay. Yep. She's, she's a goddamn legend, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know how much of, a the res- uh, Star Wars resistance, the cartoon you've watched, uh, mm-hmm. I've watched I've watched a few a few episodes. I think I've gotten through a little bit of season one, but uh that very first episode, they build that legend, man. They're like General Leia Organa. Like on the level that whenever whenever Ray hears Luke Skywalker's yeah. name for the first time. Like whenever they're like, they're like Luke Skywalker? Fair. I thought he was a myth. They're I like, mean that's fair. General Leia Organa. That's, oh my god. That's fair. I never thought about that. Like yeah, Luke, like He's known for like blowing up the Death Star, defeating Darth Vader, like crazy, you know, big things. But like Leia, like she led all of this stuff. You mm-hmm. know, she's like like the twin to Luke. Like obviously, like they'd be known in legend like together, and like it'd be like even more legendary that they were like, oh yeah, they were brother and sister. You know, it's well, like what's oh. interesting too is that because they have two separate last names and their mm. their history is really marred, they're the only ones who know Vader were their parents and stuff. Like I mean, I'm sure that's kind oh, of true. gotten yeah. to become more and more public knowledge and stuff. But it's probably like a really interesting little piece of trivia within the universe. Like, did you know General Leia Organa and Luke Skywalker are twins? You know, these two legends that we talk about all the time and like, yeah, they're twins. The guy that, that Luke defeated was actually his father. Like, can and, you like, imagine that being history class? Damn. That's like theology at that point. It's like, so oh, yeah. it's like legendary that it's like people have to follow that shit. Like, I don't know. That's, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead here. Leia Organa was my one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Han Solo is my two, and I'm assuming Han Solo's your one. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, let's let's talk Han for a second. I figured, you know, no, no reason to go back and forth. I'll talk about why I love Han. You talk mm-hmm. about why you love Han. I'll talk about <laughs> why I love Leia again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Han is fucking awesome. There's been a lot of uh, conversation of late surrounding uh, Han Solo, obviously, uh, because. Kenobi's coming out and they did this whole Vanity Fair 
interview with Kathleen Kennedy and stuff and a lesson she took from the release of solo and Lucasfilm as a whole took from solo is that recasting the cl- classic roles doesn't work. Mm. And to that, I say, what the fuck? Um, that's not true. Mm. Alden Ehrenreich absolutely fucked as Han Solo. Uh, Donald Glover absolutely fucked as Lando Calrissian. There is a show coming out this Friday in which the main character is a recast of a classic character. Ewan McGregor is not the first <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, ma'am. Uh, and rarely do I hardcore disagree with Kathleen Kennedy, but that was one where I was like, Oh, it's weird. That's, it's that's weird. The wrong thing to take from that movie. It's weird that they think solo sucked. Like, I think it's just, they go off numbers and it was just the bad release time. You know, I think is why they think like they didn't like it was entirely on them. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it came off. It came out six months off the coattails of a movie that absolutely divided the fandom more than it ever had been divided. Mm. Half of Star Wars fans were in a very bad place after The Last Jedi in terms of like uh, their perception of Star Wars. Mm. They weren't going to go see the next Star Wars movie. It came out six, maybe five months after The Last Jedi. They did no promotion for it. The trailer didn't release until a month before. Like... It's their fault that movie did bad, you know, not, not all Narenreichs, you know, not to, uh, the directorial team switched halfway through production. Really? Yeah. They went with a completely new direction halfway through production. Like there's so much more that wow. went into that movie going badly and it didn't even end up bad. The movie is still fucking fun. Uh, then Alden Ehrenreich was a recast of a classic character. Like, that just seems blasphemous to me. But uh, beyond that, Harrison Ford fucking rocks mm. <laughs> <laughs> as Han Solo. I absolutely love that man. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he's the uh, the hero that doesn't want to be called a hero, you know, and he... Oh, absolutely. But he wants absolutely. to be called a hero. Just he doesn't want to show it. Uh, that's just like the, the little intricacies of Han. That, you know, him saying, I know to Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, the, he's trying so hard not to be good, but deep, deep down, like, needs to be good and do the right, right. thing. And, you know, it's it's interesting that when we start this conversation about Han Solo, my mind goes immediately to Alden Ehrenreich's recent, uh, recent uh, headlining sort of thing with, uh, with, that, with that story. But, uh, you know, there's there's another reason my mind goes straight to Alden Ehrenreich, and it's that while ha- Harrison Ford obviously put forth the legendary cool guy who we are like, fuck yeah, we love Han Solo. All those things you said are definitely implicit in the original trilogy. Like, if you're watching and you've watched these movies enough, you pick up on the fact that he's a he's a hesitant hero. He's like, uh, I don't I don't do this tr- I don't do this for. Mm. I, I'm not a rebellion kid. I got I owe I owe people money. I got to go. And then he leaves, and he comes back. He helps save the day, etc. Like he he's coming back. But uh, they build that with like Alden Ehrenreich solo mm. makes it explicit. Whenever whenever Kira is like, you know what? I see I see right through you. I see exactly what no one else did. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she goes. You're the good guy. Mm. He's like, 
No, 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 I'm not. Uh, I don't know why you say that. No, yeah, not. like that, like that. And that's the first time it's like really, really, it's explicitly said for the first time there, you know, like, uh, even Leia and Han's relationship in the original trilogy is, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm a scoundrel. Mm. You fucking love it. You know, like, uh, it's kind of like his, that's kind of like his whole thing. And, uh, mm. that they really make it, they really make it, they build his romanticism and they build his, like, uh, his idealism in mm. that movie. And it just having that now feeds so finely into how we perceive Harrison Ford's Han Solo. Mm. you know like uh it was it was already kind of there but having the explicit uh, the explicit here's what we were trying to say mm. with Alden Aaron Reich mm. you know like uh mm. it's it just makes it all the more powerful yeah he's uh I don't know I love I love his just as I mean I have his gun like I, I love his weapon I think it's such a cool, like, and I love how, like, all the weapons designed in Star Wars were, like, just, like, scraps of metal just, like, put together, and it just made it look like based off, like, World War One yeah. and World War Two guns. And... Um, which is sick. Um, but Han, you know, like, in the sequels where he's out there blasting people away and then, like, no-look shot someone? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, were they trying to hint to, like... Some I think force awareness saying, there, or was it just like this dude is so? I don't. I, like, I take it as like since that does come in the Force Awakens, I've I've perceived that movie as a whole as kind of a a broad awakening of the Force in which uh, it's like uh, it's flowing, mm. you know, uh, and it while you might not be able to tap into it, it can guide you. Hmm. And I take that as Han being guided by the Force, kind of like, and then being like, he like even kind of looks at his gun immediately after and is like, "Oh shit, I'm kind of nice with it," you know, like. uh, uh, (laughs) But yeah, I've 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 kind of perceived it as it was the Force guiding him less so than him feeling it through the Force. You know Hmm. what I'm saying? I feel that. Yeah, I mean, we know Leia definitely is Force sensitive. Uh, That's that's for sure. and you know, like, I, I'd say, like, I, my gut goes, I don't want Han to be force sensitive. Hmm. Yeah. You know, he was already cool as fuck as the normal guy. Yeah, true. And that's um, like, and yeah, that, like, Din made the list because he's like a non force sensitive dude that is just good and badass in his own right. He doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But, yeah, and you know it's it is interesting looking back at the list, and like I do have two force sensitives, mm-hmm. Leia and Finn. Mm. Um, Damn, I guess I only have Leia. Yeah, but me. like, unless Rex in his off time is freaking, he's just too principled to even show it. He's like, I can't let the other clones know that I'm force sensitive. I mean, he doesn't have the ability to be force sensitive because he is a clone and all. But like, maybe he was that good that he just because he's a he's a good clone. You know, yeah. if they if they had tried to really, really give him the force, he'd have turned out like Snoke. You know, true. Yeah, I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Mm. What a good but, guy uh, Rex is. What a good uh, guy. But yeah, so let's 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 give out that top five one more time for the mm. top five Republic Rebels Resistance. So top five good guys. Uh, I'll go one to five. My one Leia, two Han, three Padme, four Harrisindela, 
and five, Finn. What about you? One, Han Solo. Two, Leia Organa. Three, Chewbacca. Four, Captain Rex. And five, Din Djarin, our boy Mando. Fuck yes. All right, so let's get on to this next top five. So... We've got five sections of top fives. You see, that was that was that was one of the five. By the time we're done, it will be five top fives, five by five. Hence the title. My God, what mm. what a fucking system we've got here! Wow. Now we're going bad guys. We're going separatist, empire, and first order. Uh, and uh, this time I'll kick it off. Uh, my five is General Hux. Ooh, I like General Hux. You know. I uh, I think he uh, I think his story ends up taking a, a mm. dive there at the end. I appreciate what it does within the Rise of Skywalker, but <laughs> they set him up in the Force Awakens as a force to be reckoned with, even though he is uh, a, a bitch. You know, like uh, his like speech, like uh, on Starkiller yeah. Base, like. I, mean, I watched that and I'm like, oh my god! If I was a fascist, I'd fucking love this guy. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I. 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 I think he's. Uh. I think he was a really cool character. Uh. And his his petulant distaste for Kylo Ren was just uh an immaculate little side piece there, you know. And uh, mm. I'm trying to like uh. There's that line that Snoke delivers to Kylo where he's like, "You you see this fucking kid? You know why I keep him around?" Mm. Because uh, I think he calls him a cur, like a cur's weakness properly manipulated can be his greatest strength, and uh, hmm. and it was like, okay, you know, he, he he fueled this like anger within Hux, and you know, I think he was doing something on purpose with him and Kylo. Like he knew they hated each other. He knew Hux hated him because it motivated Hux. Hmm. Ultimately, backfires in the end. Um, but you know, there for a second, it looks like. Oh, Hux could be a problem. True. Like that's the hmm. there's this uh in the treatment that Colin Trevorrow did for episode nine, and generally I don't like that I don't like the script that Colin Trevorrow did for the original episode nine idea. But there was one thing that was cool. A lot of it was gonna be set on Coruscant, and the new Chancellor of the First Order was gonna be Hux. Ooh. Um, that'd be cool. Uh, I, th- I thought that would have been kind of gnarly with like Kylo being a Vader enforcer type, you know? Uh, hmm. Dang. That's crazy. The direction it could have gone. Oh like, uh, yeah. And you know, like I, I ultimately, th- that script besides that is generally fucking garbage, but hmm. so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we got what we got, but uh, yeah, I really, I really, really fuck with Hux. I think he's hmm. a cool character and uh, this is general Hux. I hear you. Do you hear me? No, no, you, you, you break it. You break it. Truth, mom. <laughs> uh, but uh, starting out my top five, um, I have Django Fett here. And if Ooh. I don't know if this like is, you know, including Boba, I don't think it really, I don't know. It kind of like, because I see Boba now as like more of a good guy. I don't see him as like, too. But, like yeah. maybe I can just include the bad part of Boba because it pretty much came directly from Django. Um, but mainly Django is in here, I think, on his own right. Anyways, oh yeah, Attack of the Clones. He's clearly a uh, mm-hmm. a henchman of the Separatists. I mean, he's like, uh... yeah, he's kind of like a legend. I mean, they like 
the Sith, like Palpatine, based an entire army off of this dude. Like, I don't know if he, I don't know if he, Palpatine himself necessarily picked out Jango Fett, you know, or if it was just the Kaminoans being like, nah, like he or would if it be, was Dooku or, yeah. but, but I mean, indirectly, you know, like they wanted an army based, you know, a badass army and they chose regardless, it got ran through Palpatine and Palpatine yeah. said, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, and to be that dude is kind of nuts to be like, oh, I'm being chosen to clone millions of times, or like I don't well, know. At how that time, he'd killed over ten Jedi. Damn. Damn. One on one, he defeated ten Jedi. That's badass. It's insane. Um, I mean, didn't stand much of a chance versus Mace. Um, Mace is gnarly with it. What are you gonna do? You yeah, know, against like probably number two in the galaxy at that point, maybe three to Anakin. You know, I'm Yoda, Yoda, Anakin, and Mace. They're up. You know, th- that's mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, they're top three. There's um, no doubt. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, he got his head sliced off. Um, started his son down the the rabbit hole he got into. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Django Fett, like his suit is sick. Um, his blasters sick. Uh, you know, that's his ship. You know, like we we say it's Boba's slave one, but like. It's really Django's, you know, it like a, it was Django's uh, OG ship for sure. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Django's a legend. That's a that's a badass motherfucker right there. Uh, and you know, obviously, he brought Tamara Morrison into this, mm. which I absolutely love. You know, uh, young uh, a young Tem back in the day, uh, riding with uh, riding with his man's uh, l- little Boba, little Daniel Logan. Mm. I really fuck with it. I really, I really love Django back in the day. So, uh, that's a, that's a good pick. I didn't end up, I didn't end up giving him any love here. So I'm glad you Ooh, did because I was conflicted with seismic Boba. charges as well. Um, legendary. Damn. Shame. Damn. Uh, but yeah, I also had the same reservations about putting Boba here. Like that's, that's mm. why Boba ultimately doesn't appear here. Mm. Uh, because I was like, he's not an Imperial. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but I'd say Django was more of a separatist than Boba was an imperial. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all right. So, uh, my four is Moff Gideon. This is where this is where I have Gideon. You know, I uh, love John Carlo Esposito. Mm. I love that man. And this is just a, a quick aside. I'm rewatching Westworld right now in anticipation of season four. And I completely forgot that Giancarlo Esposito has one five to seven minute cameo mm-hmm. and it's absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah. I completely forgot. And uh when I got to it, I was like, oh shit. Like he pops up and you don't see his face initially, but I heard it and I went, that's Giancarlo Esposito. And I was like, oh, right. I forgot. Ooh, uh, that's didn't think of it. But he is like up there with top narration, like Jeffrey Wright, Morgan Freeman. And, mm, he's and got a freaking, good voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's up there. I didn't I didn't think of of him as a narrator, but like his voice just fucks. Um, his voice does fuck. You have but, something I want. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, you may have an uh, idea of you know. Oh, well, that's, yeah. what's, that's what's absolutely like. 
of Star Wars villains who have appeared on screen. Like main antagonists. You think of episode one, you got Maul, and you know, he eventually goes on to be in Clone Wars and in Rebels gaining a lot of screen time. And episode two, you got Dooku, who's there a lot. Episode three, you got Palpatine and, uh, Moff Gideon probably has the least screen time of any main antagonist mm. and has made his fucking presence felt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't pop up until the last two episodes mm. of the first season of The Mandalorian. And one of those is a 30 second ending at the end of episode seven. Damn. You know, like, a, yeah. They made his presence known though before he popped up. Like his name was. Like, it was to be feared. You know, Gideon mm-hmm. was like, nah, not to be fucked with Gideon. And then he pops up and, damn, yeah, rolls out with those black troopers. And the you know, dark and, the, and, like, we see a freaking TIE fighter land, like, for the first time, which was oh, just yeah. sick. Um, And, like, I don't know, just a, what a bet. Like, uh, even though he got, you know, his monologue said back to him, you know, at at, at the time, it it was... Like, that was badass, like his mom. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, it's even more badass now that Din has turned it on him and been like, you have something I want. Mm. I'm going to come get that shit. Oh, man. That's a good pick, though. I'm I'm glad glad he's on on the list because he didn't make mine, but that's a good – I'm glad he's here. Bet. But uh, my number four, sticking kind of with the bounty hunter vein, uh, is where I have Cad Bane. Ooh. Mm. I didn't even mean to rhyme there. It just happened. Ooh, bounty hunter Vane. I'm uh, going Cat Bane. Um, Bars. So yeah, uh, that that's just how freaking sick Cat Bane is. Um, and you know we ultimately got to see his death, maybe in Book of Boba. Yeah. Um, maybe Toto came back, and we're getting the we're getting Toto. Um, I can't wait for him to pop up on screen and just know that you guys are fuming. Uh, whenever you're watching it, um, I will love that moment. I'm gonna as soon as as soon as Toto pops up on screen ever again. I'm closing my eyes, and going la 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 la. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not seeing it. I might do that the rest of the episode just to be safe. <laughs> wow. But um, aside from Toto, Cad Bane, um, he's the only one to like step up to Boba. They're kind of equals. Um, mm. And, uh, he's, you know, if, if you base an entire clone army off someone else, you know, if, if they didn't necessarily have to be human, um, you know, cause, cause Palpatine was, was all about that. Um, probably be Cad Bane. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it'd probably be a better move anyway. Yeah. Just, just because. I think like the species live longer for one, two, I guess they maybe wouldn't have the kit that Cad Bane does. Maybe. I don't know. Because it would just That's be true. the body. You know, well, I guess I'll, mm, I don't know. Maybe there's some with the brain chemistry there where humans are easier to manipulate mm. and like, uh, fair. Something like that. True. Um, but nah, yeah, Cad Bane, the, the character design of him is just awesome. Um, his Fucking voice, hat. his, yeah, and, uh, his voice is just menacing. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I love Cad Bane, and he's just a really cool bad guy. Um, instantly known as the bad. I mean, when you got red eyes, it's like, 
you're probably you're, not a you're good probably guy. Probably the bad guy. Yeah. Um, if I had to guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number four, Cat Bane. Well, at my three, I took it back to the Empire side of things. This is where I have Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm. This is my guy. I fucks I fucks with Thrawn, and he is a uh, he's a really captivating villain. One that I don't know enough about, but there's kind of that uh, that mystery to him that makes him really appealing. Um, I fuck with Thrawn heavy. He's a really dope villain, uh, and. You know, I've read, I've read, I haven't read the novels yet, but I'd like to. I've read that those make mm. him out to be less a straight up villain than you might anticipate. Like uh, a little bit more of that, uh, a little bit more of an anti-hero vein to him. Mm. But, uh, you know, what I've seen, pretty villainous, pretty bad dude. <laughs> Can yeah. Be. Yeah. Um, um, hmm. He will be coming up later. I figured he would. I figured this would be one we had in mm. common. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not much to say there for me. I, I like I'll mm-hmm. I'll save it for you, really. Uh, <laughs> Thrawn, I, I fuck with him. Look forward to seeing him some more. Um, but yeah, I, I hope he's kind of like the the big bad that we're leading towards for Ahsoka, Mando, and all that. I mm. think that'd be cool. But uh, awesome. yeah, so Thrawn, that's at my three. My three. Um... This is where I have General Grievous. Um, just a what a character design. Like even just just in the in the prequels, you know, when when we just think he's this droid, you know, like what like whatever. We don't know much about him, but then like getting the background in Clone Wars of him like being like a human and then slowly replacing you know, himself over time with these upgrades and stuff and all that's left of him now is basically like his heart Mm. And like his brain and his eyes, like it's pretty much it. Um, and just you know, a fine addition to his collections. You know, he's a For he's a he's a lightsaber goblin, and he could goblin. have four of them. Was it only four that he could wield at once, or has he ever done like six? I think. I mean, like he probably could wield six like if he doesn't is have that, to fight is that too much at that point well it, he could wield six if he was able to lay on his back and put his feet in the air <laughs> okay um, okay fair but yeah. you know if he wants any mobility it, it's got to be max four you know like if we're in a fight four is all he can do um yeah i i, I this is this is one for me that i'm I, we might have done a flip-flop for Mm. Uh, in terms of Grievous and Thrawn. Grievous will be popping up for me later as well. Mm. Uh, le- legendary character, and as a prequel baby, I fucking love Grievous. So, mm. Yeah. And I, I don't know, there was this, uh, I think it was on Disney+, Plus, kind of like an extra, where they were showing like George in the, uh, like the concept, it was in the concept art phase of Grievous. Mm. And they didn't even know like what, like what he was going to look like. And then they, he walked in and saw like Grievous's concept. And he was like, Ooh, no, this, like I'm changing the character. Now he's this droid and he's like, you know, supposed to mirror Vader and like he, that he's the ultimate all the way droid version of Vader, you know, or like mm. whatever. And it's like, ah, oh, that dude's mind is just like so creative and like, oh. ah, but, yeah, that's yeah. a, uh, he, he I actually read he er, listened to an audiobook where they he really fucked production schedules 
I bet. Yeah. By just like George Lucas, we like to go. Yeah, he had that shit figured out. That man was making it up as he went, man, and it just worked out really well. Uh, Grievous was definitely one that he was like, ooh, actually, I know we thought it was going to be this. Mm. Um, no, I got a whole new idea. He's going to be partly CG, and like, and like, it was just like, okay, sure. All right, George, it's your, it's your movie. Uh, and, uh, it worked out, you know, I love me some Grievous, but, um, yeah, it's a it's a legendary character for prequel babies, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but staying in the realm of legendary characters outside the prequel trilogy for the OT fans, I've got Tarkin mm. at my number two. Uh, this man is as imperial as they come, you know. And uh, this is one that's interesting, though, because if you go back and listen to the top 100, Tarkin comes below all the guys I've already mentioned besides probably Hux. Uh but that's because, in general, as a character, that's where he falls. When it comes to the imperialist True. sort of thing, yeah, that man's top two. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no doubt. Like he is, he is, he defines what the image of the empire is. Mm. Yeah, we, uh, we tied here, or like, tied. We lined up here. I figured. Uh, got, got the same number two. Um, and he, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, we, we see him, and he's like. Nope, blow up Alderaan anyways. I don't care. He gives the order. You may fire when you're ready. Yeah, not not Vader. You know, Tarkin gives the order. It's really um, interesting. An episode and in A New Hope, if you view it through the lens of nothing else matters, five, six, one, two, three, none of that happens in 1977. When you're watching that, Darth Vader is just a big bad muscle, mm. and Tarkin's the dude who's in charge. Yeah. True. Which is like, oh my god, how far we've come. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like a whole a whole other thing. Obviously, you don't you don't like Tarkin, but you know he's the he's the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm. he's just got this villainous way about him, man. He just defines it so perfectly. Uh, so yeah, Tarkin had to be my two. Ready. Oh, what a line too! Yeah, when they fire when ready. Mm. Dantooine is too small. Damn. What a, what a evil dude. Um, Legendary performance by Peter Cushing too. Mm. Just fucking stellar. But yeah, so Tarkin was my two. Then I think we, we both already said mm. each other's ones. Uh, I see. Grievous was your three. Thrawn was my three. Mm-hmm. Grievous is my one. Thrawn is your one. Indeed. Yes. You're All right, correct. yeah, not not much more to say there for the for those characters. I don't think unless you got unless you got more to say about Thrawn. Um, we kind of went... just, just love the meticulousness of the character, and mm. and even though he's evil, like his his uh, respect, his, like yeah, respect of like keeping the art, you know, of the civilizations that he's destroyed, basically, uh, kind of not like you know it's still very evil yeah, but like at least he's thinking of it i guess i don't know how to i don't really it, it's not positive uh dude's a net negative but um yeah but you know he has that he has that way about him this uh, this intelligence to him that perceives people in a way that others won't you know like tarkin is evil because it's no respect Nobody's safe. Mm. 
if you like and nothing is sacred for Thrawn it's still evil it's still an act of horror but he's like not all of it should die with you mm. there is value in what you brought to the table but you're not helping us now damn god I gotta read those novels I do too um, this man's gotta be like I've I, seen I, him at Barnes and Noble like I've seen them oh, and like I just don't know why I haven't pulled the trigger I got I got to at this point I, I'm, I'm gonna have to before Ahsoka comes out just to really mm. really read up on Thrawn ahead of that but um yeah so we, we ready to run through the top fives here for the for the bad guys mm-hmm. all right so mine at one I had General Grievous two I had Tarkin three I had Thrawn Four, I had Moff Gideon, and five, I had Hux. Mm. One, I had Grand Admiral Thrawn. Two, Grand Moff Tarkin. Is it Grand Moff Tarkin or just Moff Tarkin? Grand Moff Tarkin. I think it is Grand, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, three, General Grievous. Four, Cad Bane. And five, Jango Fett. I love it. I love it. So, we're going to coast from the bad guys into some worse guys. Mm. <laughs> it's time for the top five Sith. Bad, bad guys. The bad, bad guys. So, uh, let's, let's, let's do it then. So top five Sith. You want to mm. kick it off for me this time? Sure. Sure thing. Uh, not a guy. This is a bad girl here. Uh, I have a Saj Ventress. All right. And it is, it is a pleasure to know that before the conversation we had before the pod, mm. we had the exact same top five. Mm. Uh, maybe not in order, but the same five. Uh, mm. I ended up knocking Asajj Ventress off in, in favor of, of another character. Mm-hmm. But, uh, ah, I see. Um, well, I guess I'm, I'm glad glad I got her in here. Uh, so I, I, I certainly get her am. light. Um, in, in Clone Wars, she's just so badass. She's in the first episode even. Mm-hmm. Um, and like... Anytime I could see a curved hilt lightsaber, I'm down with, and both okay. of hers are. Um, and she, you know, trained by Dooku, like how to fight and how to duel. Pretty uh, legendary shit. Whoa. There. Um, and just her, just her voice, her, um, like mannerisms, um, just how sinister she is. Um, I don't know. She's, she's a cool, like a badass Sith. Um, mm. and she just had to make, make the top five for me. I love it. I love it. And uh, she was my five before I before I made a late a last second edition. Mm. Uh, like the, the anti Ahsoka, you know. Yeah, so- you know they got got that little parallel between Dooku and Anakin, the the apprentices of Palpatine and the mm. the apprentices to those apprentices. Mm. Uh, very, very interesting, but uh, yeah, I fuck with that. Asajj Ventress at the five. Uh, I I had the same thought initially, uh, mm. but my five ended up being Emperor Palpatine. Uh I I love Emperor Palpatine as mm. a as an overarching antagonist, but he was never the one throughout all my life that I was like that's the cool Sith. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Fair. Uh there there are, <laughs> like as I was growing up, I've I've latched on to every other Sith more. Uh and it was only with age that I really came to appreciate the general mastering of the will of the force that he kind of established. He's a, an insanely powerful being and uh, insanely evil, just evil incarnate, just mm. a terrible, terrible person and uh, brought to life perfectly by Ian McDermott, like uh, 
just destroys that performance every time. And the fact that he was like 30 in makeup for the emperor and, and the, uh, like in the original trilogy in episode five and six, that's the same guy as that plays him in the prequel trilogy. He just reached the age come the prequel trilogy to be able to play. Wow. Wow. uh, Just as himself. Uh, That's sick. Oh no, I love it. I love it. So like, yeah, in Return of the Jedi, you're seeing, you're seeing the same guy just done up in heavy makeup. He was like 26. Damn. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a really cool little, little thing there for, with Ian McDermott that like he is the guy who appeared in every trilogy, you know? Uh, huh. He was, he was in makeup in Return of the Jedi originally in makeup. Yeah. And the wow. trilogy and he shows up in episode nine. And I think I just thought that was really cool. What a master. Legendary shit there. Legendary yeah, we'll, be, we'll be popping up later in my I list. Figured. Um but I mean if I like Thrawn th- that you know you, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean. Um anyway, um my number four. Uh, this is where I have Darth Maul. Mm. Um this is just an instantly known bad guy. You see those doors open. And I mean, you, you see, you, I mean, the spikes on his head, red and black, dual lightsaber. Okay, obviously this is the bad dude. Um, he doesn't he need to say a out single behind word. Palpatine and that hologram at the beginning of the movie, oh, and you're like, oh, mm. <laughs> oh, and you only see half his lightsaber when he fights Qui Gon in the desert earlier mm. on Tatooine. Oh, fair. It is very quick. And- yeah, it is very quick every time he comes up, but then when he shows up, shows up, and mm. the music swells, dun, 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 and, and then they're just like, Qui Gon and Obi Wan are like, everyone else, you gotta go. Um, we yeah, got y'all dip, <laughs> get out of here. We got business. Um, but ah, uh, yeah, I love uh, love Maul, and then his his uh, Clone Wars appearances um, and Rebels. Um, are are so good, um, and voiced by Sam Witwer. Mm, yes. Oh man, what a what a uh voice actor there! Like just encapsulates Maul. Um, but but Ray Kenobi. Park in real life though is just like every Maul. Yeah, every Maul is just badass. Um, oh yeah, they like they had to produce an image after Vader. You know, Vader was mm-hmm. the previous image of evil from the original trilogy and they're like well how do you match that <laughs> how do you how do you present someone as evil as vader on site and they they perfectly did it with maul and you know literally maul in spanish is bad oh, true yeah um, darth bad darth bad uh, <laughs> uh i mean like sidious they were not subtle in the uh, in the naming of the of 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 the characters, you know, uh, but yeah, Maul father, definitely Darth Father. Yeah, that one's just coincidence. Yeah, just, which that, is that's hilarious. Insane how that's coincidence. Uh, um, yeah, that shit's that shit's just funny to me now. But uh, that's a good that's a good four. He will be popping up for me later as well. Um, mm. But in the meantime, my four is where I have Kylo Ren. This is the one I added in after our conversation before the show where we went back and forth like, how do you define Kylo Ren? Because mm. I, I never I never viewed him necessarily as a Sith. 
you know, I lumped him in here because he's a dark side user and I wanted to give him some love because I do like the character. I love the character a lot, but, uh, I've never viewed him as a Sith per se, mm. you know, he like even that monologue he gives in the last Jedi where he's like, uh, tear it all down. The Jedi, the Sith, mm. let go, let it go. You know, uh, yeah, he's a, uh, it's pretty I good. Thought, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a little bitch boy. He's a mm. little Kylo, but I love him, you know, because he's a little bitch boy. Yeah. You know, because that light is nagging at him, because the light's going, come back, Kylo, come back, Ben. And he's like, I can't, I don't want to. Like, what? Come on, bro. I think he's the best executed character in the sequels. Um, He's the only one where it feels clear that his arc went exactly as it was initially mm. expected to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't make my list, um, but he's, he's, uh, right at number six. I don't know who, I don't know who else I would put, you know, after Ventress and Maul, like I, yeah, other, the, other than Kylo. Um, it's just that these other five, hold such a special place there you know i I get you i get you for sure but yeah i just had to give kylo some love because like fresh off the rise of skywalker you know i said this about the clone wars earlier where ahsoka and captain rex fresh off i was like that's a top five star wars character Mm. i had the same feeling about kylo ren like i i like there was there was a part of me who went that's Mm. my favorite star wars character Mm -hmm. after the rise of skywalker you know and uh recency bias is a bitch and i've since (laughs) since cooled my head on Kylo. He's not even my favorite Sith, as you can see. But I do fuck with Kylo Ren. I do fuck with Ben Solo. He's a really cool character, really well performed by Adam Driver. And uh yeah, Kylo Ren came in at four there. It's maybe a surprise, but I think after I say it, you'll It's the only it's the only thing that makes sense. I know I know um, what comes. And uh my three is Darth Vader. Um yeah. You know, most people I think would put him at either one or two when they think of Sith, and that's fair. You know, he, he like is the face of the Sith, if not Pal, you know, Palpatine's the hidden face, but the, the face that shows the people, the, you know, face that they fear, um, is Darth Vader. It's Vader, yeah. Um, it's just, that's all he is, you know, and there, there's, he, he, uh, I guess there is the complication, like, that he just, like, solely was trying to do this for Padme, but, like, he's just evil, like, to be evil for a while, and then, like, I don't know, him being saved by Luke and all is, like, is great, but, like, I think, um, like, his power only goes, like, so far as, like, how much I can like a character, I guess, um, because the other two that are above him, I think I just, I, I like them more because, there's more the of a human aspect you yeah. know, to them, yeah. Um, instead of just being the dude that you know you'll die from. Well, I mean, and like, it's not like he's so far below my one. No, yeah, he's like still Darth you're only fra- you're only framing it like this yeah. because you feel like you need to justify that he's three. Exactly. And I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I understand because he's. I mean, like. I, He's not three on mine, you know, like, uh, like he's, he's, he's definitely much, much higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, I do understand. That's the thing though, is that in within the top five, it's different than when we did our top 100s. Cause, uh, you know, oh, someone falls to eight in your top 10. That's really, really needing justification. Three. Mm-hmm. That's fair game. You do whatever the fuck you want in the top three. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, 
realistically, he's probably two, but I couldn't, I couldn't do. No, I I knew you wouldn't either. I knew, I knew, I I know the principle here. Mm -hmm. I know the principle here. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah, that's a good one. My three is who I suspect comes later for you. This is where I've got Dooku. Aha. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I love me some Dooku, but, uh, my top two Sith, they, they bring it to another level for me in terms of, uh, nostalgia and lifelong fandom. You know, I thought, I always thought Dooku was, uh, it, it, he was always a cool villain, but he wasn't one I really, really appreciated until recent years, you know, like, mm. uh, as a Sith and what his motives were and wh- why he was doing it. And, uh, you know, through that, he might be my favorite Sith in terms of his nuance, mm. like, uh, his view of the Jedi, him being like, Ooh, I don't like the way this is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go to the other way. You know, like, it's not, it's not like, Oh, the dark side festered within me and it bloomed forth and I seized that opportunity. Mm. No, he was like, secretly, I gotta go. I don't like that. Seat. I'm yeah. gonna go that way. See what I can do over there for the, for the general good. Which is like that doesn't happen a lot. Like mm. he he did it because he thought it was best. Damn, he's uh he's like the Doctor Strange that that just took the dark hold, you know, sort of situation. Like uh, it's a pretty good comparison. He's just uh, Sir Christopher Lee. That dude is knighted. Um, mm. may he rest in peace. Um, and uh, I don't know what Solomon. a what yeah a badass. Repertoire, yes. Just uh, crazy uh, that this is even being mentioned in this episode. But I just watched Willy Wonka in the char, like in the Chocolate Factory, where he is Willy Wonka's father. Um, in that movie, and like I completely forgot that he was Willy Wonka's father, and he shows up. I'm like, Count Dooku, like in Willy Wonka. Um, but uh, I don't know. He also just another fun fact. He witnessed. He was there. For the last public execution by guillotine oh, in France. My God, this—he just keeps getting better. The the dude is just unbelievable. He's a legend in real life. Um, but yeah, he—he's uh, my number two, actually. Yes, um, I, figured, I figured such and, things. Uh, so, you know, just barely squeaks out Vader. Um, and it's just because there's there's a little more to him. You know, he's he's. Uh, Yoda's apprentice, uh, which is sick. Uh, Jedi, ter- you know, um, oh, what a lineage there. Um, and his, his saber can't get enough of that saber. Mm. Um, his fighting style, the dude actually fights in real life, like fencing. So he knew, he knew what he was doing. He was clean with it. He made he it look easy. The, curved hill. the arm behind the back, just come on. Um, I don't know. Dude is Dude badass, and it just it took Anakin, you know, uh, coming up into his prime to take him out, and uh, it was kind of a uh, killed him. Yeah, the way he looks at Palpatine is like, Yo. oh, I've made a ravenous mistake. He's like, yeah, wait, uh, what? Hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've grossly miscalculated the situation. <laughs> uh, but I I love me some Dooku and. Uh, Came in at your number two, and I, I, I fully, fully fuck with that. Mm. Uh, my two. That's where I, this is where I went with Maul, uh, and you, you, we kind of covered it all with Maul there. You know, he's a super, super fucking 
evil incarnate character that's just like, yeah. oh my god. Also, like a bit bit of torture to him, you know, like he's a tortured villain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tortured by that evil within him, and it's kind of something that makes his death so resonant. Is that like Obi Wan's reaction and understanding of him is what enhances it? It's like a, it's like I'm just so glad you're relieved of this pain. Like you've done nothing but suffer and I'm so glad you're done. You know, like, uh, I'm sorry. This was the life you lived and like, God damn, what a powerful sentiment from who Maul would have considered his arch nemesis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And weirdly, you know, you probably ask Maul, he hates him the most, but like, uh, if there's anyone he'd consider a friend. Yeah. It had to be, had to be Obi-Wan. Um, I mean, it was only, it was strictly business why he sliced him in half at first, you know, like mm. you, you took out my master. I'm, I'm going to take you out too. You know, like, I'm sorry Shit's about it. It's a way of things. Um, sorry about it. Got to, got to cut you in half. Um, apparently that doesn't kill Slice you. Right up the stomach, bruh. I mean, good on you that you didn't die from that. Uh, too bad you had to come back as like a spider boy, but, uh, I Spider-Man, mean, man, spider man does whatever a spider can. Can he wield the force? Yes, he can. If he's Darth Maul. <laughs> yes, he's the Spider-Man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I fuck with Maul. I don't have much else to say about it. That's that's who came in at my number two. Sick. Yeah, he's... I don't know. Four, it's tough seeing him at four. Like, seeing how badass he is and being a pretty cool baby. But... But those top three, they're the top three for you. There's no yeah. doubt. Like, yeah, I, number one, I mean, it's my dude. I, when you said it, when you said Maul is your four, I went, oh. And then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah. Mm. I was like, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. I wouldn't yeah. expect anything else from me, you know? I mean, if Dooku's two, it leaves one guy to be number one, and it's it's the master, the mastermind behind it all. It's Palpatine. It's it's uh, Darth Sidious here. Mm. Um, and I, I love Thrawn for, because he's the brain. You know, he's calculated. Um, but Palpatine takes that to a whole other level, um, and found a way, you know, to birth the strongest creature or like force being, you know, at, during the time and, and then manipulating him over time to just be a pawn or just, just his muscle, um, and and uh and then even him coming back in the sequels, which is insane. Um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with it right away, but it only makes him more badass that he still yeah, you know, it goes only, on it only and enhances going, the yeah. legend. So like, geez. Um this dude and, and does a ten eighty twist, you know, to attack. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know what I'd do if I saw that coming at me. Um well, you know, they always, like, uh, people are always mad, you know, Kit Fisto and, and the other dudes just get dealt with immediately. <laughs> and it's like, Damn, those are true. some legendary Jedi. Like, Mace yeah. Windu picked out some of, like, the hardest motherfuckers to do it. Damn. And, uh, and they were just like, boop, bang, bop, all dead. Uh, Palpatine's just that dude. He is all the Sith. You know, this is top five Sith, and he's, he's all of them. He's all of them. Um, he's all of them. I, I respect that. I respect that. It was the, uh, the only way to go mm. uh, but i went a different way i went i went with vader i went with darth vader just Naturally. because he is like you said he's the definition of what i what i think of when i go sith you know uh, actually the coffee mug i was just drinking out of is a uh 
Vader mug. Sick. Right? You don't. It says you don't know the power of the dark side on it. <laughs> you know we don't. You don't know the power. You don't know the power of the dark side. Mm. There's there's this line delivery that I absolutely love in The Empire Strikes Back, where James Earl Jones. It's in. It's with a uh, Luke Skywalker. He goes, uh, uh, "The Force is with you, young mm. Skywalker." Mm. And then he like hisses, "But you are not a Jedi yet." Mm. You know, like he like he goes real bravado with it the first half, and then is like, "Fuck you." You know, like the second <laughs> half, I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely mm. love it. But uh, uh, and that that's kind of what what Vader is with me is like he's is just this perfect image of uh, d- dramatic proportions, and uh, he's 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 an expert at it. He's he's perfect at being a dramatic dramatic motherfucker. Oh, I just listened to the line, um, and yeah, I, I feel you. The delivery is is strong. It's definitely a fuck you at the end there when he's like, but, but you, you were not, not a Jedi yet. yet. It's mm. like, oh, oh, he is mad. Mm. He's ready to fucking fight. Damn. Um, Saying that he's to also his son. Taunting him, like, you know, yeah. he's like, he's like, uh, you're not a Jedi yet and feeds into him going, join me. Mm. Like, you're not a Jedi yet. You can do this and it won't be a, it won't be that bad. Damn. <laughs> Um, damn imagine what like a what if star wars if luke just said yes you know like damn what a different world we'd live in does then leia come that does then leia take luke's spot you know like uh you have a sister (laughs) perhaps she will step up but Mm. yeah so top five sith mine went vader at one maul at two dooku at three Kylo at four and Palpatine at five. Give me yours. Palpatine, number one. Count Dooku, number two. Darth Vader, number three. Darth Maul, number four. And Asajj Ventress, number five. Fuck. Yeah. So that's three down, two to go. What do you say we get into these Jedi? Jedi. Let's do it. All right. Mm. So I'll, I'll kick it off this time. Top five Jedi at the five. I went with our sequel protagonist. I went with Ray Skywalker. Mm. Uh, I had to, had to get her on the list. There was no way around it. Um, if you if you actually go back to the top 100 again, she might technically fall outside the top five. Uh, there was one that I was like, Ooh, that feels wrong to disclude, but I'm going to do it. Mm. Um, and uh, that was Anakin. I don't have Anakin on my list. Dang. Uh, just because I went with just because I went with Vader. I was like, you know, I. And I knew you'd have Anakin. It wasn't like he was going to be left out. Fair. I knew he was going to be talking <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you technically go listen to that, ep- if you go listen to that episode, he'd be five out of the Jedi. I think, um, hmm. or shit, maybe Ahsoka would. I don't know. But uh, Ray uh, had to be at my five. I think she's a she's a perfect little icon for uh, for the young Star Wars fans. She's She's a ray of light, you know, mm. and I think she's fucking awesome. I absolutely love Daisy Ridley in that role. And, uh, you know, there's there's some sort of lack of cohesion there in her story at points. But, you know, I think uh, 
I think I've come to accept it all in all. And, uh, you know, it's behind us and mm. I can, I can look at the things I love about it and just, uh, and just appreciate those. And, uh, I, I love Ray, you know, Ray's, Ray's an awesome character. So I had to get her in here. Thing I can't stand anymore is like the hate of the Skywalker line, like at the end. Like, obviously, she's not going to call herself Palpatine. Like, obviously. Do you it's, want. It's like, what else would she have gone with? Do, do you want the Skywalker name to end? Because, like, every Skywalker's dead if Ray doesn't take them, you know? Like, there's no. None of them left. Like, do you want the name to go? Like, um,. I don't know. Like, it's like obviously she's going to carry on the name. She was trained by Luke. Um, like, it's also like for me, it's like uh, she never had a family. Um, she she's adopted, essentially. Yeah. yeah. What you don't like when adopted people take their family's fucking name? No, like she the, they Luke and Leia look at her and go, "Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like you're a Skywalker. Go ahead and say it. Like I think I think if you get the information." and the permission from Luke and Leia, you're doing just fine um, yeah. for my money. Yeah. Um, Padme probably would have been cool with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, just assuming. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's there's that and force awakens, you know, I think there's this setup that kind of goes overlooked. You know, it was, it was Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber and Luke's after that. And now it calls to you. Hmm. Huh. Perhaps there's some sort of weird lineage there. How else can we define that than than a Skywalker? You know, like uh, it's like it's uh, there was clearly something within her that 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 was tied to the Skywalker so innately that like I, I'm I'm perfectly cool with it. You know, I hmm. like I remember the first time I heard it, I was in theaters and I went, "Ooh, that felt weird." Mm. Uh, but you know, I've grown yeah, to, I've it did feel weird at that. first. Yes. I well, will it, say I disagree with it. It's kind of the deal with a too. lot of star Wars movies that I watch in theaters. Mm. I go, Whoa, a lot of this feels weird. Need to mm. sit with this. Yeah. And, uh, it's the only fandom that, that I, I have that's like that. Like, I'll be like, uh, all right, maybe I don't love it the most right now, mm. but I know I will, you know, like oh, I'm that's like, going against the source material, the gold mine of, you know, it's like we have, we hold it to like the sacred standard to where if anything challenges it, we're like, no, you yeah, are not challenging you, my childhood. Sometimes people or, just got to come around on it. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think that's, I think hey, Ray has the prequels were hated right away, you know, and then look at, look at their praise kind of now return of the Jedi was hated right away. Like there was a visceral reaction to every star Wars movie. Mm. It's just always existed. George Lucas sold it because of the fan expectations. Damn. Yeah. Oof. Um, but nah, I'm glad, I'm glad you got Ray in here. Uh, she didn't make my, uh, top five, but that I'm was, glad. that she was why I ultimately excluded yeah. Anakin is I was like, there are too many great Jedi that I knew, I knew I would have to get Ray in here. I mean, she's probably, I, I hope we get more of her. You know, I hope we get more story down the line of her, like being the new Yoda basically. And just, yeah, like, you know, I want like, Finn to move from that top list to the to this list you know mm-hmm. i'd love if we got some more jedi fan training under ray and stuff like Rook, I think awesome. in there probably you know like this new jedi order sick mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i uh, name dropped yoda uh who happens to be my number five um and i just gotta gotta put yoda in here he is oh, the yeah. jedi order there's no doubt um he's his lineage of master apprentices is wild 
do yeah, destroy you know, everyone. Um, if Palpatine defines the dark side, Yoda defines the light. You know, yeah. like there's. Um, and I, I think uh, the reason he's you know number five and not up higher is there's not much connection you can really make to a 900 year old being. Um, you know, you you just know the legend of him. You know, he's wise. You know um, that he's a badass Jedi. But there's no like. Um, Ooh, yes, I, I connect with Yoda so much um, right, here. Right. But uh he's up up here just strictly off principle kinda. Like uh can't really talk about the Jedi without without Yoda's name. Yoda's gotta uh, be included, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and I'm with you. I've got him a little bit later on in this list. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, love me some Yoda, man. Love me some Yoda. So he, he had to be here. Uh my four, this is where I've got Qui-Gon Jin. I love me some Qui-Gon, man, and, uh, you know, obviously the only on-screen content we have with him as of now is the Phantom Menace, uh, but going beyond that and reading Master and Apprentice and uh, see- getting some more of that relationship and how he felt about Obi-Wan, and uh, it really enhanced that character for me, and pretty much he was already one of my favorite Jedi off the Phantom Menace just because he had such a free-thinking, like, the council may say one thing, but don't be afraid to think deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, he don't, was he don't was just known take their word as bond, you know. Yeah, he was known as the uh, kind of like the Anakin before Anakin. He's like the guy who always went against the the word of the Jedi and did what he thought was right. Right, um, like he was he was this perfect antithesis to what the route Dooku went. Mm. You know, like it was like he he thought very similarly to Dooku but thought there was a way to fix it from within mm. while Dooku thought the only way to do away with it was to do away with yeah. it. You know, if like he a, could have just been Anakin's master, like a whole different fucking story, man. Maybe not even a story, you know, uh, someone else has to fall. And who is that? Someone else, you know, like, right, right. Uh, but yeah, you know, Palpatine finds a way to fix fuck shit up. You know? uh, Maybe he just does it himself. It's like yeah. shit. I was gonna ho- hopefully have like a big muscle guy, but if I, I'll do it myself. Um, yeah, fuck it, I do it myself. Honest rust shit. But uh, yeah. So Qui Gon Jinn had to be my four. Love that dude. Mm. My number four. Uh, this is where I have Ahsoka Tana. Mm. Um, and it's uh, she was my number three. Um, like probably twenty minutes ago. Um. And then I did some more thinking, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I got to switch. But she's, she's either three or four. Um, I get you on that. But I, I mean, I love Ahsoka. I mean, like Dave Filoni's baby here. You know, like his masterful creation. Um, I and he's proud of her, and and he should be, uh, because goddamn, how like instantly lovable, like and just like the fan's voice like in the show is Ahsoka. Like the questions you ask in your mind, Ahsoka like then says them immediately after most of the time. It's like, I don't know. She's always, um, that's one of the best characters in star Wars all around. You know, I think that, uh, she was one that I didn't include just because she is no Jedi according to her. Fair, fair. Um, but, her you know, time as would, a Jedi, she'd even slide, alone, she'd slide yeah. in here. Her you time know, as like a, even before she left the Order alone, I think puts her up here. Um, well, yeah, but one of the things that I absolutely love about her is 
kind of that page out of Qui-Gon's book thinking mm. for herself and going, you know what? I don't fuck with what's going on here. No, I'm not going to fall to the dark side, but I'm not going to stand here mm. and let, let y'all do this. Mm. You know, like this, this ain't right. Uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't an easy decision for, her. you know, like she was kind of, she was devastated that she had to leave. Um, she, it wasn't a happy decision, you know, uh, by but she had to do it. Um, and man, what a, what a storyline. I uh, can't wait to see what we're getting more of her, uh, in her own series when that, when that pops up. Um, but man, love me some Ahsoka. Mm. Love that. Love that. But yeah, my three, this is where I've got Yoda. Mm. I, uh, love, love me some Yoda. And, uh, you know, you said, you can't relate to a to a nine hundred year old alien <laughs> being, and I'm one hundred percent with that. That that Yoda is one of the most interesting cases for me in terms of a a love for a character because of that reason. Mm. Usually, my love for a character stems from the fact that I can relate to the way they think or un, or they inspire me in some way to be like them. Uh, Yoda is just I like the way this dude thinks. You know, like I, I fuck with his like, and it. Frankly, he'd be here solely off his training of Luke in the Empire Strikes Back. Mm. I, I could have just had that, and he'd be a top five Jedi for me. Like that's the scene that makes me go. Those scenes are the ones that make me go, "Oh my god, I love Yoda!" Mm. Like, uh, uh, the whole luminous beings are we not this crude matter? Like, there's so like the way he explains the Force in so much more grander detail as like. It surrounds us and binds us and blah, 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 blah. Mm. I fucking love the dude. There you is know, another. I, there is another. Mm. Yeah, he speaks in what did what did Luke say in the in uh, always spoke in riddles in riddles. That's right. Yeah. Um, do you and do I that? Mean, like, you know, was that was that, was that just to explain to Grogu that's out, or is he like? you do that too? You know, is that like yeah, is that a I thing mean, that y'all do? I don't know. Or? It'll be interesting. Like, I wonder if Grogu will. Uh, Adopt more of like a din. Do you think he's speaking to him like that in his mind? You know, like is that how he speaks through the Force too? Because um, they they right. they have conversation. You know, right? Um, I don't know. It'll be. I can't. It would have been interesting if he was like he speaks. He spoke in riddles as you do. Mm. <laughs> uh, like if he would have thrown that in there, like the way you speak to me in my mind, mm. he spoke the same way you do. Like. uh mm. That would have been interesting. But yeah, I had to get Yoda in here. That's definitely a top three Jedi all time for me. Well, uh, my number three says we, we got the boy coming up this week. Um, this is where I have Obi-Wan uh, for me. When the time comes, he will need training. Mm. And uh, man, uh, Obi-Wan, you know, that's kind of the um, what inspired us to even get one of these started here this episode. Mm. Uh, was was for Obi Wan this week, and it's why we ultimately went with Star Wars for the category. Um, and he's just in the prequels; he's awesome. Um, as old man Alec Guinness, he's awesome. Um, you know, just seeing Luke. You know, he looks over, sees Luke, sees that he's about to escape, and knows in that moment, like, I will teach him more. I will. This will teach him a bigger lesson. I will be able to do more if I die right here, you know, like you strike me down and I become more powerful than you can imagine. Bam. And like, he, he all, he's right. He's and in that last moment, man. 
the promise he makes when he sees the twins born is to keep them safe and apart. And mm. the last thing he sees is them together again. Oh, and it's like, oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. I love every second of it. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He comes up a little later on my list, but mm. Alec Guinness is old Ben was already fucking fantastic and then to have it enhanced even more so by ewan mcgregor's obi-wan is just like oh my god i love every second of this you know like there there isn't a piece of obi-wan kenobi story that i do not like it's all Mm -hmm. great to me you know maybe the only time was whenever he faked his own death but that was kind of like the council doing it not just obi-wan like, and even so, that ends up being like a super awesome fucking arc true. where he goes undercover as a bounty hunter true. and does the fucking box challenge and shit. Like it's, it's super fucking cool. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of like, oh man, don't do that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but Obi-Wan, that's, that's our space Jesus. It's our dude. That's our guy. That's yeah. our guy. But yeah, um, all right then, my two. Mm-hmm. This is where I have, Luke Skywalker. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. yes. Uh, I love me some Luke Skywalker. Uh, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. My one is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Damn. Uh, okay. You know, uh, I love, I loved Luke Skywalker. I've loved Luke Skywalker all my fucking life. The, I, how could you, how could you fucking not? That's, it's a legend. That's the guy, you know? Uh, mm. But when I was younger, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that was my fucking dude. You know, I I loved Obi Wan Kenobi uh, with all my fucking heart, and uh, Ewan McGregor was that guy. So, uh, you know, I had to give him the edge over Luke here. But just know, hmm. I gotta, I, I had, I had, I have a lot of love for Luke Skywalker. Damn, that's that's but, crazy. Uh, I did, I did not expect this. I thought Luke was your number one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, these things happen. These things do happen. Yeah, wow. Um, but Luke, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just go ahead and say Anakin comes in at two for me, um, mm. and then Luke at number one. I think, like, Luke is just what Anakin could have been if he stayed, um, right. you know, with the Jedi and everything. It's like the epitome of, um, of like, Anakin's full potential uh, is Luke, and Luke's ultimately the, the one to bring Anakin back. So, I, you know, that's why... Luke's above Anakin for me. I, oh, um, yeah. I 100%. Like, you know, I. that's what's interesting about the Jedi category, you know, is that, like, how do I quantify the amount of love I have for Obi-Wan, mm, Luke versus mm. Anakin and Yoda? Like, I love all these characters, you know? Like, there's no way around it. Uh, it's just uh, ultimately deciding which, which wow. pulls at you more. Yeah, I mean... And, Maybe like my true order. I think Luke's number one, um, for me in the, in Jedi. That's for sure. But maybe Obi-Wan actually goes to two and Anakin goes to three. Maybe. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Anakin as a prequel baby. Um, how could you not? He was just the cool dude, you know, like hit in Revenge of the Sith, even though like he goes full, you know, Vader mode. Part of what made him cool. Yeah. He he was the cool, you know. Obi Wan was the the good guy, the goody two shoes, the by the book. But then Anakin was like the one where you're like, ah, if I was a Jedi, like I'd want to be Anakin. 
you know. Well, and frankly, there's this other thing too, like that we probably didn't know when we were younger, but like now that I'm older and can recognize why I thought he was cool. Dude was fucking hot. Okay, I was just about to say the same thing. It's like, yeah, yeah when he fell like, to the dark side, that man was sexy as hell. Yeah. Like uh, the scar on his face, the looks he was serving, his hair. My God, is that a beautiful man? Yeah, and uh, we're getting him back. I don't know if it's like human I don't know in what capacity. Like, like I'm what? so ready. Like, oh man, yeah, I'd wait to to see him again. Uh, whether we're seeing, you know, we're, we're definitely getting Vader, and apparently it's. In ways that we have never seen Vader before, like power-wise, which is cool. Um, but I hope we get some just Hayden Christensen on his own as Anakin in some fashion, some flashback, some something. I don't know. Oh, I sure hope so. But uh, yeah, I have you know the son, then the father, and then the like the adopted the father. Um, in 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 kind of order. Yeah, Obi Wan's the Holy Spirit, pretty much. But it goes the son, father. And then the Holy Spirit as as Obi Wan for me. Oh, Obi Wan kind of. Um, but nah, I love it, dude. I love it. So yeah, let's let's run those. Let's run that top five one more time. Mm. For Jedi, I had Obi Wan Kenobi at one, Luke Skywalker at two, Yoda at three, Qui Gon at four, and Ray at five. Mm. Me number one, Luke Skywalker. Two, Anakin Skywalker. Three, Obi Wan Kenobi. Four, Ahsoka, and five, Yoda. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. So let's get in to the Star Wars Master and Apprenticeships. So, how we're going to do things here, as we've done so far through the episode, top five. But this time, Masters and Apprentice. Now, obviously, uh, one's mind can is, is, is tempted to go straight to Jedi. But, you know, there's Sith Master and Apprentice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we got stuff on both sides, so I'm I'm excited to see what uh see what we've all got laid out here for us. Um, so shall I shall I begin? Yes, if you shall want to. All right, uh, then uh, my five. I've got Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa training Ray Skywalker. Ooh. Mm. Uh, yes, and obviously this is a this is a little bit of a they didn't train her at the same time. You know, mm. but, but by any means, but they both had quite the effect on Ray in, a, in an obvious and obvious way. And uh, both, I mean, to the point where she felt comfortable taking on their name once they were gone. Like that's a mm. that's a massive, massive connection they, they formed over the course of their of their kinship. And uh, I, I like the, the scenes of Luke and Ray training on Octu. Uh, whenever he's explaining the force to her, when he's like, tell me what you feel. And she's like, uh, life, death that breeds new life, hot, cold. Like it's, yeah, and she, and he's like, tell me what this means to you. Like, and, and it's, it's balance. And it's like, ah, God, I love that scene. That's so fucking good. Mm. So fucking good. Luke was a master. You could just tell, like, um, even though, you know, if Luke wasn't, like Mark Hamill didn't really think it was Luke. I don't know. I really didn't have much problem with with Luke as a character in the sequels. Like he he was re- like truly a master Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, and you could just tell that he's like he's just different. Like even the Luke that we got in Boba Fett, Book of Boba, um, he's beginning to go on that path. You know, that's only like what five 
or how many years after? Yeah, five years after. Or Return after Return of the, of the Jedi, and then I guess his next appearance wouldn't be for like twenty five years <laughs> after that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's. I'm glad you had a uh, like two masters and one apprentice. I got like sort of split up because I have one that's kind of like that. I mean, it's very huge. Yeah, um, like I have that. I have that one too. It so, okay. will also be coming for sure. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, like, uh, it, it, I had, I had to because, and I think that's, imp- I don't think that should be excluded, you know, like, I think that, uh, they both had a formative impact on mm. Ray, you know, mm-hmm. so like, I, they were both her masters. It's not like one of them was and one of them was off on a technicality. Not like, I think, I, I think it's fair to go ahead and consider those a master and apprenticeship, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. uh, mm-hmm. I think that's fair for sure. Well, starting off my number five, uh, I think this is the only one that's kind of smaller on scale compared to the rest. Um, but I had to put it in there. It's my boy. Um, it is Yoda and Tyrannus at the time. Um, but Yoda and Count Dooku. Um, I, he would have been Dooku at the time and Tyrannus is a Sith name. Wait, actually? Yeah. I've, I've, okay. So I was wondering that because I, I was like, just go, every time I've Googled, Count Dooku, um, it shows up like, um, like just obviously like the picture in the movies and stuff. So like it pulls up mm-hmm. his Sith image, whatever. But I've always wondered. I'm like, I look up Tyrannus, and then like it only shows his Sith like stuff. And then I, yeah. was, I was like, well, well I don't know. I I could have sworn it was the other way around. Nah, yeah, because like, I I had I had a huge I had huge amounts of trouble with this for like years because he's the only Sith Lord that they show and refer to as his old name regularly. Like uh, mm. when you see him in episode two and episode three, he's like regarded as Darth Tyrannus like once or twice, but in, in conversation, they always call him Count Dooku. Uh, and I think it's because he was the leader of the separatists. Like they were like, maybe not the Sith Lord image for the leader of the separatists. We go mm. with the count, like the, a, a a piece of royalty is at our head. And I think that's mm. uh I think it was a tactical move to refer to himself as Count Dooku. But yeah, Qui-Gon knew him as Dooku. Um mm. uh, Yoda knew him as Dooku. And, and yeah, Dar- Darth Tyrannus was his was his Sith uh, okay. uh, Sith name. But yes. Um I, I feel like in this one is it's just kind of like at least like on screen all we've gotten of it is in Clone Wars and like one episode and like a flashback. Um, but it's just the idea mm. of this one. Um, and just like the cool story that, that Dooku has, like his fall to the dark side was completely like his own choice and he wasn't really manipulated a whole lot and thought he could do things on his own and all it was like secretive and not like a boom, I'm, you know, I'm a Sith now, check me right, out. Right. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's a really cool concept for a story and it's, it's, it's my boy. Uh, Dooku, um, and I felt like I don't know. I just had to include him on on the list here. Oh but, yeah, you have to, you have to, and you know, like uh, I don't, I don't know if he, the other Dooku apprenticeship is on your on your list, uh, either Qui Gon or Asajj Ventress. I don't know if you have either of those, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, uh, but uh, he's had a few like on both sides that are like really, really cool and really, really formative on Star Wars, you know. And uh, I, I was. That- in place of this one, I did have Dooku and Asajj. Um, 
but then I don't know. I, I I mean, apparently he only trained her in like how to fight, like with say, like he trained her how to duel. Um, he didn't really like tr- like uh train her in the way. Apparently, there was it. someone else who was her master. Um, like I don't know when I was looking up, maybe that was just her old like Jedi master that like uh taught her some dark side stuff. Is what I was like. Um, but if you Google like Asajj Ventress master. Um, like it pops up, yeah, Kai Narek. Um, yeah, he was a Jedi Knight who served as Asajj Ventress's Jedi Master for his death, but taught, uh, starting her path on the dark side was this Kai Narek guy. Mm. Um, so I didn't know if, like, I always thought that Dooku was Asajj's master, at least that's kind of the way they talked about it in Clone Wars, but then I thought I remembered them saying that like she was just taught how to um like her fighting style was taught so by Dooku or something. Basically like that, but... she was she was grievous but force sensitive. Because like, Grievous mm. learned the ways of the mm, of fighting true. through Dooku as well. But I wonder if uh Yeah, that's interesting so because I, guess... I wonder I wonder how much the like there can only be two thing weighed into that. Like if That's what like, I was just gonna say. Yeah, like if if they were like, I can only show you how to fight. I can't teach mm. you the ways of the Sith. You know, like I, mm. I'm in that exclusive club, and it's only two of us. Okay, so like I'll help you out, I but I can't give you the full secrets. Are Inquisitors force sensitive? Yeah, but they're all they're not technically uh, they're not technically Sith either. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of like this. I guess the same boat. Uh, that yeah. like Asajj falls in is just it was kind of like a pre-inquisitor time just because that that's just a Vader thing right that's not like a Sith thing that's been or... yeah that's Vader I, I I it's they're Vader's apprentices basically but like I couldn't tell you what the origin of it is I couldn't tell you if that was Vader's idea or Palpatine's idea I couldn't tell you that mm. but uh I know they're treated as as Vader's apprentices mm. but yeah. I, I almost had Dooku and Asajj, um, but I, I felt like the story of Yoda and Count Dooku is a little cooler. Um, uh, perhaps a bit more formative mm-hmm. on uh, on the characters we come to know. And just that man, Yoda has so many people that he's trained. It's unbelievable. That His tree. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> For 900, yeah. how long has he been? Like master yeah, no shit. Pro- not nine hundred, I guess, but like probably a good four, five hundred, six hundred. You know, like <laughs> dang, like this man's been in the game for a long, long time. Uh, but yeah, like Yoda to Dooku, Dooku to Qui Gon, Qui Gon to Obi Wan, Obi Wan to Anakin, Obi Wan to Luke, Luke to Luke to Leia and Ray. Like, uh, he's touched everyone that everyone, we know in everyone. some way. Yeah, like. Um, I guess the only, like, he's touched, like, even all the dark side people, like Anakin in, a, in some way, Dooku in mm-hmm. some way, I guess not Palpatine, would be, like, the only in Maul. Yeah, yeah Maul was I guess one. Palpatine, Palpatine and Maul are, like, like the Earth. only, yeah, yeah, the only two that Yoda, like, hasn't touched, which is nuts. Yeah, that um, is pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, Yoda's got his hands in, in the pot everywhere. You know, also Mace Windu, I'm pretty sure. Uh, in some capacity, mm. he trained Mace Windu. So, like, like Yoda's got his hands everywhere. And, uh, 
but Dooku stands as his like most his foremost apprentice, you know, like the one you the one you think of and go, that was the apprenticeship there was Yoda and Dooku. Mm. Um, aside from a pretty integral one to the saga of Star Wars, which I'm sure yes. we will both get to. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, so my next one, my four, this is where I've got Anakin and Ahsoka. Mm, I'm glad. I, uh, yeah, I had to, you know, I, I, I love, I love their relationship. I love Sky Guy and Snips, uh, like, and mm. I really, I didn't like truly watch Clone Wars all the way through until I was probably 18 and Disney Plus was out, 19 Disney Plus was out, but I'd watched it when I was younger all the time, just like, if it was on Cartoon Network, click it, it's on, and that's that, you know, but mm. I didn't get the intricacies of the politics of the, of the Republic <laughs> era or anything, like, I'm not, I'm not watching for that, I'm watching, you know, pew, pew, bing, bing, mm. bong, boom, uh, but, and something I didn't come to appreciate really until I was older was Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand the intricacies of her choosing to leave the Jedi Order and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, come season five, I'm not, I can't even, can't even recall if I was still really, really watching come season five when it was on air, you know what I'm mm. saying? But, mm-hmm. uh, mm. being able to, being able to go back and watch them grow together opposite of, opposite each other and then watch season seven as it unfolds and the clone wars ultimately ending with him pick with vader picking up her sabers and seeing him walk away in the reflection of the ahsoka trooper helmet like god damn Uh -uh. what a powerful image man Uh uh-uh we weren't ready for that season seven like we weren't i don't know i was not at least me going into it, I did not expect to be like crying that much. And like for this, like from this show. Um, and then you have like the rebels moment where they meet in like the, uh, I always forget what that Malachor, the, I think is the, is the planet. Yeah. From. But what was the, uh, like what Ezra and, and what Palpatine was using, was it like the world between worlds or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's what it's called, yeah. Okay, that, I don't, I, it's not really important to the story, but I always just forget what that's called. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, clunky. You'd think it would have like a, a shortened name, but no, it is the world between worlds. But like that moment where she truly thinks that like Vader killed Anakin, she like that's what she wanted to believe is that like they they weren't you know the same person. Ahsoka, and then like yeah, the oh. the gasp and the eyes widening, man, they nail that shit, bro. Like, and I mean Ahsoka assuming fulcrum, you know that was Anakin's oh. uh, call sign throughout the entirety of the Clone War, and then Ahsoka mm. assumes it for the Rebel Alliance. So it's like even though Anakin. That's what I love. That's, that's kind of what I love about Ahsoka carrying on and aiding the rebellion, even if she's not a part of it, is that through her, Anakin's on both sides. Mm. You know, like it's kind of like, uh, he's, he, obviously he's entrenched in the dark side. He is the empire, but he's, he's affected enough people on the other side to have a formative impact on the destruction of the empire. Mm. You know, and that's, that's really, really cool, yeah. you know? Uh, I really, really love it. Uh, but Anakin and Ahsoka, man, Sky Guy and Snips, they're, uh, they're just the, I mean, the little sister Anakin never had, you know? 
mm. I think that's uh, I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, he was an only child and grew up in slavery, and he finally had someone who was uh, thought a lot like him. That, that and obviously it was a little mind for him to kind of uh, mold how he saw fit. <laughs> but uh, oh, uh, he, yeah, he they had such cute moments of like. Oh. Um, he inspired Whenever. a great deal of free thinking, you know, so I'm never concerned that like Ahsoka's like, like brainwashed by the way of the Jedi, she leaves, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, that's... yeah, like Ahsoka would, would kind of go against her orders or whatever. And then Anakin would be like, Snips, what are you doing? I told you to blah, blah, blah. And she's like, doing what well, you master, do. whatever you, you know, you would do the same thing. And he's like, well, I'm the master, you know, he's like, yeah. uh, or, or well, whatever he says, or yeah, whatever he says. In situ- uh, it's just. They're so cute together. Um, oh, yeah, they're a great duo. I had to get them in here. So, uh, yeah, Anakin and Ahsoka at my four. Sick. Well, my four, this is where I have the uh, kind of the Star Wars master um, in apprenticeship. Uh, I, this is, I, I grew up in Obi-Wan and Yoda together uh, training Luke. I mean, Obi-Wan doesn't really have, you know, a whole lot of time with Luke. Uh, they're on Tatooine. They go straight, you know, to the to the Death Star, um, and then you know, I, I think his his true training is like after he's dead, and then he's like, no, Luke, like, use the Force, you know, like in, in his moments where where he, he speaks to him through the Force. But obviously, Yoda, you know, on Dagobah, training, literally training him. So I mean, I I count both of them as Luke's master. I'm I'm 100% with you, you know, and I think it's interesting. I think Obi-Wan had a similar, I mean, obviously we're about to get the series and stuff and it's going to explain that he's been in Luke's life a bit longer than we, we were aware of come episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, however, think that uh, when it comes to the training side of things, he has an effect on Luke the way Luke had an effect on Ray. And that it was very quick. They did not get a lot of time together, but that time was formative for both like, of their whoa. experiences. Yeah, yeah it was, like it was it the was, first the first Jedi they these encountered. Like steps. Right? Was Ray didn't? I guess Luke was the only one left. Yeah, I was trying Ray to think if Ray talked to any Jedi before. No, Luke. no. Um, but yeah, Obi Wan was kind of the one to tell Luke, like, "Hey, your whole life, you know, you've had." this very strong family, you know, your father went and fought, you knew my father. Um, and then like, Oh yeah, here's his lightsaber. Here's his lightsaber. These two droids that are standing right here. I'm going to act like I don't know who they are. Uh, but yeah, I fought a whole war with them too. Um, (laughs) But I didn't even think of this in this show. We could get confirmation that like, um, Obi-Wan has kept Qui-Gon's lightsaber as well. And then, like, Luke's second lightsaber is just a perfect combination oh, of, like, Obi-Wan's I, and Qui-Gon's. Sure, like, man, I'd love it. I would love that so, so much if that's if that's the route we're going. But, yeah. uh, and, you know, we're talking a lot about Obi-Wan, Luke, and understandably so they are. Mm. Like, episode four, 1977, that's the OG shit. That's, like... That's peak right there, you know what I'm saying? But uh, mm. Yoda and Luke, like I, I commented on this when we talked about our top five Jedi, and I, I talked about how, how much I love Yoda. Yoda and Luke's time on Dagobah, those are some of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, man. Mm. Empire Strikes Back is so strong, and like uh, they're just such a great duo together. Like their introduction and just all of it, <laughs> it's so good. 
Yoda just trying to eat all Luke's food, and Luke's like, "Oh, get out of here! Who are you? Know who, whatever. I just want to see Yoda. Oh, you know him? You can bring me to him, like Yoda. Like, you yeah. see Yoda? <laughs> and uh, man, I just—it's it, crazy to me that like every time I think of like Yoda on Dagobah, it's because he was just so depressed after he lost to Palpatine that he was like, "I lost. It's I my fault. I failed." goodbye forever like mm-hmm. damn um but i mean you know you have luke running with yoda in the backpack doing the front flip and then you mm-hmm. got luke and grogu doing the same thing dude come and it's just like there. there's so much on. there man come on man um, well, and it's, just, it's just cool to see the way that these these experiences directly affected Luke. Like, like, like I compared Obi-Wan and Luke to Luke and Ray, you can compare Yoda and Grogu to, or Yoda and Grogu with their relationships to Luke, you know, and mm. uh, even, even Luke and Leia, um, when he was training her in the jungle, uh, mm. and they were, they were, they were saber, uh, sparring. And, uh, it's, it's, ah, there's just so much there, man. And, uh, the parallels between Obi-Wan and Luke with their short time together, Yoda training him in the jungle, and then Luke having a short time with Rey and Leia training her in the jungle. And mm. uh, like, uh, there's just, there's just so much there. All of it rhymes, you know, it's like poetry. Mm. It's like they, they thought about this um, whenever they were writing the book of Boba episode and training. It's, I don't know. I, it's just such a beautiful world that they've it built. It all just it's like it's so perfect, man. I love it so much. Crazy that a master force wielder teaching just a younger person the ways to do that can be so beautiful. Like it sounds mm. so crazy to say out loud that like how can that be emotionally, you know, resonant right. at all? But like it just is. Just is. Um, it just works. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I got Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda training Luke Skywalker at my lovely, floor. lovely. I love that. I love that. Um, so that brings us to my three. Mm. This is where it starts to get a little hard. I haven't necessarily mm-hmm. put these in order. I'm kind of deciding on the fly mm. what my one through five are, and uh, so I'm left obviously left with three options and. Uh, I feel like I have to go with the one you just said. I feel like I have to go Obi-Wan Kenobi Yoda, and Yoda training Luke. And we kind of said all there was to say about it just now. Uh, I, I love I love this trio so much, and they define my love for Star Wars. You know, without without these three, at least the, the love for Star Wars as I've grown up to appreciate it more and more. You know, like there was a... There was a pretty obvious apprenticeship from when I was when I was a young lad that I latched onto very very quickly. But uh, mm. but as I've gotten older, they've they've risen to just kind of def- like the original trilogy. The older I get, the more I just appreciate how much of a masterpiece it was, and they are the original trilogy to me: Obi Wan, Yoda, and uh, mm. Luke Skywalker. You know, mm. yeah, it's just it it kind of pained me a little bit to put it so low, like at number four. Um, but I think it was just these other ones, um, were long, like there's more content to them other than, other than one. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I, I think there's just more time that we get, 
um, with these master and Jedi or master and apprentice combos. But I don't know. I, I mean, this one is huge. It's like all of Star Wars. Like, I mean, yeah, the original trilogy. It's pretty huge. But I don't know. I think I just I like and can connect with the other ones more, and that's I why it, it fell I a little bit. Well, you know, when we like I. When I was a young lad, the prequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy hit for me a lot harder than the original trilogy did. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was, I was much, I was much more attracted to the visuals of it, the, uh, the, the, uh, the action of it. Like it was mm-hmm. all just, uh, I mean, it was more modern. And, you know, at the time, at the time when I'm five, six, seven, I'm eating that shit up, you know, like I'm like prequel trilogy all day. But as I've got, as I've gotten old with the original trilogy, uh, just prevails to resonate with me on so much deeper level than not just Star Wars movies, but most movies in general, you know, like uh, the original trilogy just hits on a different, uh, different level than everything else, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know, this might shock you, but my three is where I have Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. I, th- I thought this might be the case. Um, uh. And, I mean, this is... I mean, the thing is, these are top five. All of them are fucking great. Like, all oh, of yeah, them I love are, all. like... Well, that's the thing, is that, like, <laughs> they consist of nothing but characters I love. So, like, yeah. I mean, of course I'm going to love all of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, I mean, this... We have the whole Clone Wars, you know, for this one. Um, movies one through three, um, well, two through three, I'd say for um, yeah, you get the tail end still. of one. I mean, <clears throat> the episode one's formative on the fact that Obi Wan and Anakin mm-hmm. end up together. You know, Qui Gon making him swear. You know, you promise me you'll train the boy. Mm. Oh, I mean, uh, I'll talk. I guess I'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but, but this one is just, it's, all we want is in this place where he's in between a father figure and a brother, um, and Anakin really needed that father figure. Um, and, but it, it worked for a while, you know, like they were, they were brothers, um, as Obi-Wan said at the end. You were my like, brother, Anakin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it hurts when they don't say, I love, I love you back, but it hurts even more whenever they hit you with a, I hate you. Um, I hate you. So, uh, but you know, it ended in flames. But before that day, it was pretty good. It was beautiful. You um, know, I. Uh, it's just a bad it, day. Um, and what's interesting too is you get the best parts of them. Obviously, uh, when it comes to the movies, since this, they kind of framed Anakin Skywalker's fall as the Shakespearean tragedy sort of thing. You only get the really devastating, bad moments with them, I feel like. And it's really the Clone Wars where you get to see just how good things could be between them and how much respect Obi-Wan had for Anakin and kind of like a, uh, and it was, it was hesitant, you know, it was always like, all right, fine, we will do things Anakin's way, uh, because he, he got shit done. He knew, he knew, he knew what he was doing. It might have been reckless, but he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and I mean, there there were moments where, um, you know, Anakin would just completely disregard whatever order he was given and just own the situation. 
Uh, but then there were some times where it kind of got the better of him, and Obi Wan was like, like you know, it's it's not all about how powerful you are. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. sometimes it's um, not to fight at all, or you know, it's the, the decision making that's important, or whatever. And, you know, th- so there were still lessons that Obi Wan could teach Anakin, even though he's the strongest Force user to walk, you know, right? Any planet, um, but yeah, I don't know it. Weird that it falls to three, but I don't know. I feel like the two above it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do like it a little more. Um, and maybe it's more the idea of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Nah, man. Like, I, you, whatever felt right is what felt mm-hmm. right, you know? And if Obi-Wan Anakin's at your three, that makes perfect sense. Obi-Wan Anakin, for me, is at my two. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're up next for me. I, uh, I fucking love them, you know? And this was the, the duo I was referring to. A second ago when I was talking about the, the original trilogy with, uh, Ben Kenobi Yoda training Luke. Uh, when I was younger, the defining pairing in Star Wars was Anakin and Obi-Wan. Like that was, that was pretty much all Star Wars was to me at one point was Obi, Anakin and Obi-Wan, you know, like, uh, shoot, like even I'm fighting my brother with our plastic lightsabers. Mm-hmm. We were choosing who was Anakin, who was Obi-Wan. Like, yeah, always. That's, um, damn, I didn't even think about that. That's like no, very yeah, like formative that, on the childhood. Yeah, uh, absolutely is. You know, like I wasn't, we weren't doing Ben Kenobi versus Vader or Luke versus Vader. We were doing Anakin versus Obi-Wan because it was, even at such a young age, we recognized just how impactful that storytelling was. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, oh my God, he was the good guy who fell to the dark side. Oh no. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, we knew, like, we knew that was the fight that mattered the most, mm-hmm. at least at one point, you know, like, yeah. uh, it, man, it, they were just such a, I mean, a defining aspect of my childhood. Like, when it comes to the heroes of my, of my younger days, it's Toby Maguire's Spider-Man right up there with Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker, man. Like, they were the, they were the shit mm-hmm. to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this duo is is pretty unbeatable um, here. I can't think of of I'm trying to think of another duo that can that can beat the, like just in movies in general. Um, oh yeah, that can yeah. like beat them out. Um, they just work so well together, you know. And like it's it's yeah, really cool seeing them back back together and like press tours and stuff for for Kenobi like it's really awesome see, awesome seeing them do like interviews together and stuff and someone asked someone asked Hayden Christensen the other day like what what made him feel like he was back like in in Star Wars like mm. what was the what was the first time you went like yeah I'm I'm really back and he was like first time I saw you in like like and that's just like and I'm just like god they're so fucking cute you know like they they they're so good together. <laughs> and, uh, he, he, like, at one point in the interview, he says, he says, Ewan feels like home. And it's like, oh, that is so fucking cute. That's so fucking cute. I love him so much. But, uh, yeah, yeah like, uh, they, what a guy. they're, they're just such a great kid. I did think of, did think of one duo that is better, but it's obviously better. And it's, it's unfair. And that's Shaggy and Scoob. Shaggy and Scoob. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, Anakin and Obi Wan are great. But like, 
Shaggy and Scooby. I mean, but, if it got, um, if, if like we know. were doing like a battle to the death, I mean, it takes max three seconds for Shaggy and Scooby to deal with Obi-Wan and Anakin. And that's them being kind of merciful too. That, I mean, it, it's really anytime they want. Um, Shaggy just, because I mean, if Shaggy complain. wanted to, he could go full Ultron. And what if Ultron won to Thanos? Just swoop, slice him right up the middle. One second, you're done. The is infinite amounts of ways of winning. Um, it's just, it's simply unfair. But, uh, yeah, so Obi-Wan Anakin came up my two. Uh, what's, what's your two? This is where I have Darth Sidious and Darth Vader. That's right. Okay. I was like, I was like, I wonder if he's going to take it Sith at some point. And, uh, oh, yeah. I had and to. since you didn't have Luke and Leia training Ray, I was like, I think he's, I think he's going there. Uh, I love that. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, it's the mastermind behind it all. And his greatest trick is Anakin, um, eventually becoming Darth Vader. Um, obviously, um, and, uh, the manipulation, the, my master, you know, like pr- programming Anakin, into the order like into order 66 like already like like darth vader you know like Dar- he was like part of order 66 it was like yeah follow this man now and yeah. like anakin um like he, he looks like a jedi you know he's a jedi your whole life don't kill him though like he is now your leader and that like it's just like damn like uh i don't know palpatine from Insane birth shit. yeah from birth has been manipulating this man and uh, created one of the the strongest things ever. Um, and, yeah. And, you know, we've gotten a taste of that in Rogue One. Uh, we've gotten a little taste in Rebels. Yeah, um, I was going to say Rebels, Fallen Order. Like, uh, we've seen a few things that show Vader as this merciless motherfucker. You know, like... Uh, apparently now it's going to be even more obvious... Um, with Obi-Wan is what, the, I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up and just, you know, have this vision in my head where Vader does the whole thing where he just like sends out a shockwave and kills like 50,000 troopers around him. Like he does in like some video mm-hmm. games, um, like Starkiller, you know, and him like whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have that image in my head. And then whenever he's just like fighting Obi-Wan or like, you know, just like something like whatever. But I've heard that like, this is the most powerful that we've seen vader be is Mm. what like i don't know if it was hayden well we don't have we've never had a better opportunity to see it Mm. you know like as far as where we at where we're at with our our technology and what Mm. what we can do and i mean like animation obviously like some of the the cool like for me right now the single most badass canon vader scene is him find, fighting Caden and Ezra, kind of basically taunting them, babying them, Ooh. and then they collapse this, the walker on him, and he just lifts that shit up and is like, y'all cannot fuck with me. And, like, even before he shows up, they don't even see him yet. He's just flying in. They're like, I feel cold. Why is, why is it cold? Like, they just instantly are like, holy fuck fuck something so bad is about to happen right now like Mm -hmm. the dude hasn't even made his presence known but he literally did just flying in and about to land like oh my god um and i just i'm trying to think like yeah like in rogue one uh the hallway scene looks good 
But, like, the thing that they just haven't done, like, VFX-wise, is have the lightsaber, like, reflect off of Vader's suit more. Like, it's a blade of light, and it's super bright, and they don't have it, like, reflect off his suit, like, as much as it should. But I feel like we're going to get a shot that, like, is just in camera, is just showing the reflection off his helmet, and then you see his, like, blade ignite, and, like, it just, like, like, I don't know, I... I would love that, you know, and obviously in the original trilogy, they didn't quite have the uh, technology to pull that off. But you're right. In Rogue One, they don't really they don't really uh, play that play on that at all. Uh, We've only recently would be bright like and it's still pretty dim, like even with a. No, yeah, it is. It is interesting the way they depict (laughs) lightsabers in dark rooms, you know, like it's like the only light you see is the lightsaber. And it's like, well, in theory, the lightsaber ought to light up the room. Uh, it is a beam of white light. It wouldn't just be letting off a blue or red glow. It would be, it, it would basically just be fucking turning the fucking light on me. But, uh, like a, a literal sun, just like right there, a stick of sun, a power of the sun in the palm of their hand. Mm. If you will. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, uh, See some more Vader, um, but yeah, Thaddeus and Vader though, like uh, the the yep, whole method bro. of keeping him entrenched in the dark side by keeping him sad, just kind of reminding him of all the terrible shit that's happened. Hey, remember Padme? Uh, oh, you oh you you haven't forgotten oh, about her? Okay, good. You yeah, do remember? Re- good. Remember? Good, yeah, good. keep remembering um, uh, over and over. But like even even before it, you know, obviously whenever uh, he's he's. Darth Vader, you know, in the comics, they go over how Vader's always thinking about the terrible shit that's happened in his past. Like when he offers his hand to Luke and is like, join me, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And Luke's like, guess I'll die. And he just like jumps. Um, like in, in that moment, he goes back and he thinks about guess I'll die. <laughs> he goes back and he thinks about, uh, Padme going, you're going down a path I can't follow, you know, like you're, you're doing oh. something I can't I can't go with, you know? And uh, I never thought about Vader watching like Luke fall. He's like, Oh my god, my son literally chose suicide over joining me. Um I never thought of like the Vader side of it. I've only thought of like the Luke side because like Well, and it's also like when I'm younger, like I didn't even make the connection he was attempting suicide until like a couple a couple of years back like in my head it's always like oh he uses he, he's he's one with the force he falls straight through the hole he knew he would land at the bottom no he didn't he thought he'd go splat uh or at least fall to his death on bespin like uh damn, damn. that's <laughs> crazy i mean yeah he, he did perfectly fall in that tube though mm-hmm. uh in that slide like i don't know that that's just the force you know the force guiding its magic yeah that was beautiful but uh yeah i mean and then you got vader throwing sidious down that you know down Mm, a tube overcoming Um, the return of anakin man the return of the jedi mid-fall he has the strength to just be like boop my consciousness is somewhere else just sick Uh, body was lifeless halfway to the ground Mm. damn and i mean he's going out with full uh did he say infinite? It, whenever he was, did he get to like uh or unlimited power? 
Um, whenever, did he get to that power. with Luke? I know he got to it with Mace, but did he ever get there with Luke? I don't, I don't know if he said that out loud. I, I can't. Remember. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. But uh, I think the most powerful we ever see Palpatine is when he's face to face with Ray and uh, is uh, mm. taking the power of life Fair. itself. Fair. Yeah, that, that's uh, uh, that's pretty strong there. Yeah, pretty strong guy. But yeah, Sidious and Vader, really, and just the way he like taunted him when he was still Anakin Skywalker, like uh, <laughs> right after he killed Dooku, and he's like, "I shouldn't have done that. It's not the Jedi way." And he's like, "Oh, it makes sense. You know, he he took your hand. You wanted revenge. Recall what you did to the Tuscans. Hmm. Like, like, Luckily, couldn't, couldn't be was more clearly." Couldn't be more clearly being like, you're a terrible person. Hmm. Think about it like that. <laughs> uh, one day you'll join me. You just don't know it yet. Um, damn. Yeah, that pretty much. Just gaslit the fuck out of him. Devastating. Devastating. But with that, I believe, judging by context clues, we probably have the same number one. Indeed. In, uh, in Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. The duel of fates, man. Like, that's this it's what it comes down to. If if Qui-Gon stays alive and he trains Anakin, like Could have been all different, man. Uh, but just of what we get of them, like in Phantom Menace. Um I don't know. I it it's crazy that like it's just this one movie. Um, you get a little of, of Qui-Gon, I guess, in, in Clone Wars. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I just love Qui-Gon. I love Obi-Wan. They're both like space Jesus. Qui-Gon's kind of like space God. And then, and then Obi-Wan's space Jesus. Father and son with Luke being the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Space God. Um, Space God. Uh, Qui Gon John, the create Qui Gon Jin, the creator. Mm. <laughs> it's only fitting. I mean, Obi Wan sees him die and is like, "All right, I know what I got to do." I, I think uh, it's awesome that you had them one and you haven't read Master and Apprentice. Like, I know that I know for a mm. fact that if you read Master and Apprentice about Qui Gon Jin and Obi Wan Kenobi, like there might not be a gap between your one and two. There'd be a gap between your one and two. Like, uh, like Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi are just such a great duo. And that book diving into how they're like, it's set like, I, I, I want to say a couple years before the Phantom Menace, maybe a year before the Phantom Menace. And it's kind of them in this awkward spot where Obi-Wan can't really see the value and the way Qui-Gon goes about doing things in terms of, free thinking and going out on his own and being like (laughs) when it comes to uh there's this conflict in the phantom menace where qui-gon's like we'll go to tatooine you know and uh i think it's panaka goes like uh well then that planet's ruled by the huts what happens then and uh he's like we have the advantage that the huts aren't looking for It's, it's like better than going somewhere else you know and he makes a lot of decisions like that where it's like it might not be perfectly safe but it's still better than an alternative. And Obi-Wan, like, it, t- it takes the, the journey they go on in that book for him to go, okay, yeah, I see. I see why purely following the Jedi Council can lead to uh, 
can lead to some some wrong things. But you know, to see it snap back on him at the end of the Phantom Menace, where he realizes, well, if Qui Gon hadn't done all that, he'd be alive. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's all just like a. Obi-Wan's been through it, man. He's been through it. He loses everyone. It starts with Qui-Gon, man. Ooh. Do we get some Qui-Gon Force Ghosts? Like It'd be interesting, you know, because historically what we've seen is that Qui-Gon can't oh, materialize. Can. Oh, no, he can't. Yeah, that's right. Maybe He can more. just speak. Hmm. I'd be willing to bet we hear from him. Uh, oh man, I forgot about that. He was like the first to like know how to do that of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and then he related to. Did he relate to Obi Wan first, or related to Yoda? He related to Yoda because yeah. Yoda's an attack of the clones yeah. meditating, and he can hear Qui Gon going, "No, Anakin, yeah. no," mm-hmm. and he's like, well, "That was Qui Gon. What the fuck's going on there?" Uh, <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Revenge of the Sith, whenever Yoda sits down with Obi Wan and is like, uh, "I have something, I have something for you to do in your, uh, uh, I can't remember uh, your isolation on Tatooine uh, mm. training for you. I have uh, a way for you to commune with your old master, Qui Gon. Mm. Mm. I hope we get some." Maybe like some Liam Neeson voice lines or something. I hope like so. That. You know, he's he said something in an interview recently where, and it's it's just mad sus because I can't like I I think someone asked him if he was in Kenobi, mm. like straight up it was like are you are you in are you in Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, he was like I he he's one of the movie actors who's like I'm a little above that uh, a Disney Plus series uh, I'll. I stick to the big screen. That was kind of his response. And I was like, that makes sense. But I don't think that, uh, that puts him outside the possibility for voice work like that. You can finish that shit in a fucking day and be good. Um, hmm. that's, a, that's an easy out answer though. That's just a way of saying no and yes. Like, or I'm not giving you an answer. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not directly answering the question. It's just kind of like, yeah, I guess he just voice lined for, uh, the last or Rise of Skywalker, right? Like he, or yeah. was that just a reuse of a voice line? I think he, I think he actually recorded something. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe so. No, no, I, I like to, you know, even if we don't get any Qui Gon and Obi Wan, uh, in in this, it's gonna be okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, it's the what if. That that gets me the most, I think, of Star Wars uh, is just like, what if Qui Gon lived, and like, what if Obi Wan died there? Um, what a different world whoa. we'd live in. I I mean, maybe I I would like if they both lived. What if those red laser doors weren't working that day, and right. they all you know they both got through, and then Maul just died. Um. I don't know. I, we have a whole, I mean, we wouldn't have the beautiful downfall of Anakin and, and you know, um, all Oh, that. and you know, like if one, two, three is made before four, five, six, who knows how different the story could be. There's all, there's all sorts of things, mm. you know, like, uh, there was never a possibility for that in episode one, you know, like that wasn't, that wasn't even close to being on the radar just because 
Mm. Obi Obi Wan's in four, you know, like that's uh mm. so like like the, the box that the the original trilogy can I mean it didn't put it in a box, obviously. Like I think the prequel trilogy elevates the original trilogy like crazy. Mm. Uh and we've grown up with it, so it's like we never even have we don't have an image of the original trilogy in a vacuum, really. We have <laughs> we've always known it to come together, which is really cool. Um mm. But yeah, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, man, uh, The Phantom Menace. I don't know that there's a movie that makes me more nostalgic. Uh, that might be the most nostalgic movie of all time for me. And Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, man, they're... When, whenever racing. we get... Pod racing. Whenever we get to uh, that... The Trade Federation command ship mm. and they're sitting in there like a... There's something weird going on here. You know, like a... And then the dioxys gas coming through and them having to fight all the droids, like all that, like makes me so nostalgic. You know, when I was a young and that was, that was one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, you know, when that, that opening to the Phantom Menace, but, uh, there's always a bigger fish. There is always a bigger fish. Mm. Yeah. God, what a, what a good fucking, good fucking movie. Mm. But yeah, so, uh, that wraps up the Star Wars five by five. Let's go through that, uh, masters and apprenticeship one more time. At uh, number one, I had Qui-Gon Jinn training Obi-Wan Kenobi. At number two, I had Obi-Wan training Anakin. At number three, I had Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda training Luke Skywalker. So my top three all had Obi-Wan Kenobi in it, which is uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty. Yeah. He's a good that's master. Why, that's why he's my top one. Yeah. That's why he's my top one Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. he's just a. Uh, mm. But uh, at number four, I had Aso- Anakin training Ahsoka Tano. And at number five, I had Luke and Leia training Ray. Hmm. Number one, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number two, Darth Sidious and Darth Vader. Number three, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. Four, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda training Luke. And number five, Yoda training Count Dooku. Hmm. Love it. Love it. And with that, we have wrapped up our first five by five and this was uh this was a joyous one to kick it off with i am officially Mm. fucking ready for obi-wan kenobi this friday you Mm. know like i needed i needed a star wars discussion to really get me fucking amped again you know we haven't done that in a second and this this did it Mm. this did it for sure so uh i can't wait for the next couple five by fives uh with star wars don't not sure when those will happen i wouldn't expect them the next couple weeks but uh maybe we kind of sandwich it like uh after episode three we do Star Wars five by five part two, and then after episode six, we do Star Wars five by five part three, and that kind of just kind of sandwich Kenobi there. Um, but you know, no promises there. We'll do it whenever we want to. Um, <laughs> and with that, we wrap up this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. If you would head to patreon.com slash Coro Bloom, where you'll find over twenty four hours of exclusive content, including an episode from just yesterday where we ponder the question. Uh, what if? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we we ponder the question: what, Would you rather fight an orangutan with a sword once a year, or a chicken every time you get in your car? Uh, a lot more than you think can be discussed. Yeah, there's a lot more that goes. Uh, it was a good 30 minute discussion pondering this single question. Uh, so yeah, and then just so much more, including a an episode last week about a story. I went to a wedding, and the father of the bride was uh 
wielding two guns as he walked his uh, daughter down the aisle. And I give, I give my thoughts on that. Uh, it was a, you just got to hear it. So patreon.com slash coroblom, C O R O B L O O M. Uh, the, all that money goes back into making sure we can put this podcast on. It is a, uh, it's a great help. It costs money and I don't make any unless it's over there and at my job. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And uh, remember, oh, wait, I didn't even sign off with us. I'm Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And we'll see you for the Council of Kenobi. <laughs>